This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd progs. This episode of the podcast, our 47th episode... Oh, dude, we're... Th- nice. We're closing wow. on 50. Yeah. This episode of the podcast, we will be re- reading, reacting, reviewing progs 134, 135, and 136 of Judge Dredd. Before we do that, PK, how you been? I've been pretty great, Andy. How about you? I've been pretty good. I've been... I've been I've been on a few trips recently, diff- distance-wise, and having a good time. Um, the yeah, I'm gonna have to edit, edit all this out. Um, but no, the uh, I want to because we have for for our listeners, we haven't recorded in like yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks. There've been events going on. Yeah, it's been stuff going on uh, yeah. between like shows and different things sure. or events. I had a, I had a family uh, funeral. Someone passed away. Sorry about that. Yeah, it, it's we yeah. I miss her. She was a great lady, but I remember. I think you mentioned it to me like the the week beforehand or something like that. Yeah, uh, you expected. I said, yeah, she's yeah. Yeah, I I'm sorry to hear that, but this is the best way to start a podcast off. By the way, it sure is. Let's bring everyone down and bring them back up. (laughs) That's the that's the up reasoning. You know, that's how you do it. I want to say I read that issue of Judge Dredd you lent me, the new one. And it's just all throwbacks to stuff we're reading right now. There was Maria <laughs> and Walter and what's the name of the building? He's the mega building. Uh, right now, all we know as of what we've read in the podcast is co- it's called the Conapt Building. Okay, but they but say the name of it in that issue, the do. newest issue of Judge Dredd. I'm yeah. like, my mind was blown and that they're talking about shit that's happening right now. That's how far in the future Judge Dredd is currently in that. The flashbacks into what we're reading. <laughs> That's pretty fun shit. Um, we kept that prescri- uh, subscription going. We got, you know, the new stuff we're reading, which is hilarious. Um, and also, it's really good. There's... Okay. So, do I talk about this now or do I talk about it later? Oh, you've already brought it up now. i got to bring it up. Okay. So, our wall that we have a couple of Judge Dredd <laughs> things on. Uh, one has... Our cheat sheet. A, a, has a cheat sheet. Lawmaster is bike. Lawbreaker is criminal. <clears throat> lawgiver is pistol. Lawbringer is not a thing. Um, it has also com- little posters that came with, like full page arts of yeah. different... different um, little uh, 7x12s? Like, yeah. Of uh, of different, like... Uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Concept art, not concept not, art. It's like the the title or the the cover art. Cover yeah, art, cover thank you. Art. Of a couple of different of the Judge Dread two thousand magazines. One is Dread with a guy in a giant scythe. Uh, he looks. I want to say he looks like a Mean Machine Angel, but he's not. Like but he's he invokes like him. Um, he has like the Wastelander look with the but he's got a big bloody scythe. So the other one though is of he's the four. Fucking awesome. It's of the four dark, dark judges. judges, but they're weird eldritch versions of themselves. They're very different than how they're we, not wearing judging. They're like well, weird. It's like if we also haven't met them technically. You're right, but they're very weird looking. It's like I, I think of it, it's like you look at one of the ring rates when you have the ring on. Oh, they just look like old mummified men, though, don't they? They look, yeah. But they look, it's like a ring rate versus the with the ring on versus with the I ring would, off. I would describe them more like looking like the. Uh, Season one, Stranger Things. Uh, oh, the, the Demi Gorgon. Yeah, they look kind of like that. Some of them do, at least. But like you can, but the way they look like they're other selves is really cool. So, and I don't understand the context of it, but I fucking love it. Uh, they're kind of fighting each other in this pose. Yeah. The reason behind that, especially Judge Death and Judge Fire, going right at it. The reason I bring this up, 
The third prog we're going to read today, prog 136, I can't tell you the title yet, uh -oh. but it, it involves something that is so incredibly important that it was featured in this 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 particular magazine of 2000 AD. What? They had to bring it back up that happens in Prog 136. This is like Prog like 2 3 2330 or something like that. Yeah. They're going to drop something that they bring up. Okay, it's like the handheld truth, the handheld uh law more important. More important than the handheld uh, lie, lie detector? detector? We're going to get to that. Okay? I'm just a little law detector. Law detector. Oh, oh, in that issue of Judge Dredd, yeah. I saw yeah. they drop a line about, I usually just lay around reading my law books, <laughs> and I fucking thought, like, Dude, are they aware how goofy that was? That's that's literally what we've seen him do. One of the few, like, I think the first time we ever saw him in his apartment, he was reading his law books. Anyway. Let's start off, PK. Before we get into this particular uh, prog, okay. what do you remember about what, the last three progs? We've been we doing read? a lot of one-parters. It has been a lot of a lot of one-shots. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna prompt you with some stuff. We had sob story part one and part two. Oh yeah. Wait. Shit. What was that? So that was uh, there was a. Another game show prog. Oh, that's right. The game show, and they were killing the, the RVs. Not the RVs, but the uh, luxury... The motorhomes or motor what have homes. you. Yeah. And they were killing people on how much money they got from the game show. Yep. And, and uh, uh, it ended with the guy saying, now the most important contestant, us, or whatever. Yeah, the guy begging he, for his own money. Because everyone sued him. Yep. Because all the fucking people, all the families yeah, sued Yeah, and the, the person who sold, told the saddest story got all the donations. And then the last prog, that was one and two that we did. The last prog we looked over was 133, the Great Muldoon. The Great Muldoon, that made no sense to P me. PK, what did the Great Muldoon, what was he, he, what was he doing? He was going to dive through a sheet of metal and just hit it and die. <laughs> That was it was prog. a huge setup for like <laughs> I have this matter transformer. No, no, nope. you just died. You just he 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 was reciting Shakespeare uh, while like drinking a glass, glass of water, water while dying. falling through the air, while doing rings on three of his fucking yeah, and he died. And he just dies. That that was the whole thing. That was the whole episode. Yep, I loved it. It was great. <laughs> um, so. It's like it's like I think that's gonna happen, but they're gonna do something, right? They're gonna they're gonna change it, right? It's not, it's not just gonna die. No, he absolutely died. He just yes. died. We've also in recent history, um, as far as like the last six progs or so, we have seen a great more presence of female judges. We they have suddenly just appeared, and now they're everywhere. They like, I have not seen one. They yes. just like we see one, and it's like the seal's broken, and now they're just part of the cast, which yeah. I appreciate. I thankfully we're getting to that point because I mean only until. I mean, as recent as the the tyrant Cal, right? That was all men. It was it was all men judge male yeah, judges. It was so. all white male judges except for Judge Giant. Oh, Judge Giant, I love you so much, buddy. And he is he makes up for the the absence, I would yeah. say, in some ways. <laughs> uh, so let's. He's the, the one black judge, but that's all you need. Uh, yeah. It's we have we have one black Power Ranger. You gotta be. I'm sorry, buddy. So you That's, have to do, you have to make up for our lack of diversity. Oh God. So without it, much more. You know, him and hawing. Let's dive into Prog 134, The Invisible Man, Part 1. Okay. This prog was released October 13th, 1979. Script is by John Howard, our uh, wonderful John Wagner. Uh, artist Ron Smith. Letters by Tom Frame. PK. If you want to go for our narration here, I'd appreciate it. Go for it. One morning, a letter arrived on Judge Dredd's desk in the Grand Hall of Justice. It was the start of a 
of one of the lawman's strangest cases. And we have a letter that he, uh, we can see looking down on, but we also see Judge Dredd kind of reclining in a chair, looking grimly at it, and it yeah. is a uh, cut-and-pasted kind of ransom note where you cut the letters out of different, you know, magazines and yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you want to read the letter for us, PK. Judge Dredd, at one o'clock precisely, I will s- steal Bellin's E equals MC squared. It is Bellini's. Bellini's. E equals MC squared. From Mega City... From Mega City Art Gallery, you cannot stop me, the Invisible Man. So, okay, so he's gonna steal a painting uh, or some kind gallery. of art piece of something. Okay, uh, it is called. It is titled Bellini's E equals MC squared. Okay, and Dredd is kind of like looking at this page, thinking to himself, "Hmm, sounds like a crank. Better check it out just in case. That sculpture's priceless." Okay, it's a sculpture. It's a sculpture. Again, we have. We haven't seen many museums. We haven't seen many museums. We also are at a point, again, where someone is stealing something for money in a society where you don't need money to survive. Yeah. And? Well, he might not be doing it. He might be doing it like like The Saint or like, uh, what's that movie with uh, Pierce Brosnan where he just steals stuff for fun? Oh, The Prestige. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That's the one with, uh, that's the one with Wolverine and he's fighting, you know. Uh, are you talking about Big Fat Liar? No, no, that's the one where uh, that's a different blue guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, the of... one where they, that's the one where they go to space and like they had the they had the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Mega Mind, Mega Mind. That was it. That's, that's it. This is the worst. <laughs> that was the worst version we've ever done. That was um, really bad. But we also I'm just bringing up the point of remember we it has been said already at, the, at this point that Mega City One is overrun with crime. Yeah, that it's dangerous as fuck to live in. Block War. Block let's, war. Let's Block get. War. <laughs> let's let's take care of this priceless art sculpture, though. Let's dive into it. Uh, Bellini's E equals MC squared was one of the great wor- one of the great works of art of the early 21st century. Was uh, central was the central exhibit at the Mega City Art Gallery. And PK, paint me a picture with words here. What's going on? We have a museum with all these kind of. Okay, so I appreciate arts. I like going to museums. Yeah. I like going to museums and seeing art galleries and like historical stuff. I yeah. actually love cool historical like suits of armor. And oh yeah. There was this one museum I went to in Ohio. Had like, this. There was this room that was like two stories tall. Just this wall of halberds, another pole arms. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. That's awesome. Um, but these are like uh, parodies of museum goers and art gallery goers, <laughs> uh, art students and yeah, such. Yeah, they have like. Un- they have unkempt feathered hair and, and beatnik beards and yep. big glasses. Round and- glasses. And they're all uh, kind of like <laughs> yeah. kind of loopy looking. Yeah, they're supposed to be like the, the, the guys in San Francisco on the episodes of South Park with their coops smelling their own farts. Oh my god. That is a very specific reference, PK. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm honestly I'm not sure if I'm not sober enough or not not drunk enough to appreciate that, but I, I appreciate it, I guess, all the same. But they are looking at a roped-off square, you know, glass case mm-hmm. inside of which Oh, it's is, a mushroom cloud looking... It looks like a mushroom cloud. like you it's get like a, a piece of wire all bent, probably. Yeah, it is, it is a mushroom cloud made out of a single piece of, like, jig, like wire that is... Uh, wire wound up basically. Okay. Uh, on the base it says FDK Bellini E equals MC squared. 
So it's a play on kind of the nuclear bomb, so on and so yeah. forth, right? So this is like a parody of like look, modern art is stupid. What's that? It's like a parody oh, of like how stupid. making how stupid how fun of modern, stupid modern art is. Yes. Yeah. Um, these people are all like crowded around it. Judge Dredd's in the background, and then even the farther background is a few other judges, right? Yeah. One of the guys is uh, quoting, holding a pen in the air. Magnificent, such animal grace combined with sheer brutality of nuclear fission. <laughs> to which another man with uh, several chins replies, Believe classic office equipment, period. I rate even higher than his staplers of at attention. What was that last bit, PK? I rate it even higher higher than his staplers at attention. Staplers at attention. Uh, that must be another work by Bellini. So... Good, good observation. Dread comes up, however. We're closing off this. We're closing this area off. Move along, citizens. And now we have Judge Dredd is kind of grimacing while another very cheeky-looking judge. He's got a big grin on his face. He's, like, nudging into the frame like, yeah. Hey, Judge Dredd. And he's talking to Judge Dredd. He says, Look like an old twisted coat hanger to me. Who understands art? At least it keeps the citizens happy. I knew it. That's just... exactly what they're going for. Yeah. Well done. Point for PK. As, as the, the room is being emptied and the judges are kind of looking at this abstract painting. Um, and now we see that the uh, the, the clock analog is, clock is at 1 o'clock, right? Why do they have analog clocks in the future? We barely have them now. Did we have digital clocks in 1979? Yeah. We did? Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm genuinely I'm not, not sure. I can Google that. It's like you know, you see the old digital, not digital, but like the ones where like they had the the cards that would flip over to show the next minute and hour. Yeah. And I mean, like I'm going with the 50s, 60s aesthetic. Like okay, okay. Like you've seen Loki. Okay, I've seen the first episode and last they have, night. Like, they have like they the have 1950s like 1950s aesthetic. Yes, you're absolutely right. They, the first digital clock was somewhere around like 1950 something. So it's okay. been around for a while. All That's right. my my ignorance. Um, but there's a clock uh, above everything, and there are judges. They're all checking their individual analog wristwatch clocks. <laughs> uh, and this it now shows like this corridor is empty except for the judges. Right. And uh, Dredd is thinking to himself, nearly time. If he comes, he's going to come down that passage. He'd better be pretty invisible. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and wait for this empty passage, right? He'd better be pretty invisible. If it's gonna get past me, Vanisher. All right, <laughs> fucking Deadpool two quote. Sorry, <laughs> that's fucking right. One of the best cameos oh I've god. ever seen in a movie is Brad Pitt Brad dying. Pitt is, yeah, in that movie. Anyway, oh my god, the X Force. And then suddenly we have ring as like this alarm goes off and the glass case just shatters. Yeah, out of nowhere, and Dread. The, that's the alarm. And the other judge, the glass. Breaking! And for some reason, Judge Dredd is diving what? bodily across the room for a fire extinguisher. Um, oh, okay, to do the old spray him and make him appear trick? Yeah, and one of the judges oh has got God. his... He's One judge is being pretty smart. He's, like, blocking the exit, arms across, That's you know, a good idea. And the other judge has... But the other judge just has, like, his hands by his head, like, <laughs> What the fuck? Like, he's... He's he just can't like, believe oh my, my, you fucking oh, see that shit? Holy oh, shit, he's, he's doing the thing of, like, any guy who watches David Blaine do street magic. Just like, <laughs> oh. It's that look, right? And he's saying, The sculpture's gone, but, but it can't be. Uh, reflexes like lightning, dread leapt. 
and he takes what the fire leap. extinguisher. Yeah, and he just swoosh. She just takes it across the room. If there's anyone here, this fire foam will show him up. If not, I'll ruin a bunch of art for no real reason. <laughs> Let's get get it on this painting. Oh, what a shame. Fucking fucks are like the Joker in the Batman movie. Oh my god. Um, but Latin the foam. Print. But the foam revealed no one. And now everyone's just standing there covered in foam, and it looks like some horrible, horrible scene has happened. Yeah. And one of the judges is saying to Judge Dredd, Nobody. And the sculpture's just disappeared in the thin air. I don't believe this, Judge Dredd. We'll search the gallery, but something tells me he got away. This creep has got tricks and then some. So, good line, good line. Not the line. Not the line. But yeah, I can line. tell it's a good, good line, line, but I could... I, it's all right. I'm also I'm a fan of, he better be pretty invisible. Better be pretty invisible. I'm just saying, if a guy walks down here and he's only kind of invisible, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm going to put him away extra time. <laughs> um, Dredd was right. The search drew a blank. Later, Dredd spoke with the Justice Department's Chief of Science. PK, oh my God. Can you describe what this guy looks like? I... Isn't it? Uh, mm, fuck shit. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of, you know. He is a, lot there. a short man with a big wide head, mm -hmm. balding on top, hair on the sides. Uh huh. Uh, he, he's not fat, but he's he's he's, he's stout. Yep, yeah. stout. He looks dwarf like. He does. Um, um, he's got this beard and two tails. Yep, he's got a little pencil he's thin got a mustache. Little, like. I, I want to say it's a monocle. It's one of those science monocles. Oh, kind of like a goggle, like a one one particular goggle that you would go over. Yeah, like like a like a jeweler's thing, but like on a strap. Yeah, yeah. To like look at. I don't Excellent know, example. Like evidence. Evidence. I was gonna say like micro things. <laughs> but uh, on his, he has like a white lab coat, but he has a judge's badge on it, and oh, it has yeah. it has a name on it. Nye. It is a science man named Nye. Is it? Nye oh, the science guy? Nye the science guy, maybe. I mean, he's the head of their chief of science. Yeah. But take a pause real quick. Right. I want to take a pause real quick. We're going to flip back to the Battle of the Black Atlantic. Would you mind doing that with me real the quick? The Battle of the Black Atlantic. That is where... Oh, okay, that's that is, where he would... The, with the Russian... The Russians, and it was... Uh, it was this gentleman... Oh, I saw the Great Muldoon. Uh, if you want to take a look at him real quick, this is... Okay. The guy who that uh, Judge Dredd was the doing the crime blitz. Went up to their ship and uh, demanded that they back stop. farther, back farther, uh, back a little farther, a little farther. Okay, too far. One page forward. Oh One God. page more forward. The animatronics. Yeah, the animatronic hunchback. This guy. Ah! Does he look familiar? Um. Between this guy and the chief of science, like check it out, right? You've got. Bam. They look very similar. Uh, this man's name... Is that the villain who did the... He looks very much like Reginald Sweet, the guy who sold secrets to the Soviets. Yeah. Remember that guy? He had, he had no criminal record whatsoever, and they he, couldn't find anything wrong. He was too perfect. Like, this is drawn, I believe, both by Ron Smith. Yes. So it's a, so, it's a character design he's gone back to. It's a very, very the, similar the character design. The science design. guy. It is the science guy. I can use. I can understand that archetype. It's fine. Also, there's something amazing on this page. I'm not going to get to it till we get to it. Okay. I can see it. I'm uh, excited. PK, if you want to, uh, yeah, you can see it. PK, read for this guy. Give him a distinctive voice, this uh, science chief. All right, all right. It is not Bojo... No. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for the Gandhi. I was... Yeah, I was trying to think of... Uh, like, I... 
He doesn't have an accent, but just kind of distinctive yeah. speaking. I'm trying to look at the German accent, the German science guy. Oh, we have the... Okay, listen. Listen. Okay. As a person of German descent, we we have this taken out of us. This we, These low blows happen enough oh, as you're, it is. Oh, you're famed for having scientists. I'm sorry, that's such a stereotype of your race. I, we didn't, I'm not saying we did anything good with it. I'm just saying... <laughs> Low you blows guys just have did stuff with it after a uh, bunch of bad stuff. Low blows have already been delivered. Like that line on uh, Archer, you know, like going to NASA and scream Heil Hitler to see how high they'll jump. Oh my god. Fucking A. Finger. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go. Choose your own voice. Go for it. Alright, alright. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so, like, hesitant about this? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to It's not possible to make a man invisible after. Maybe in another 50 years, but now, no! Dread responds, It may not be possible, Judge Nye, but I saw oh. it with my own eyes. Or rather, I didn't see it. That's a line. There you go. That's that's one of them. So, invisible invisibility, right? Yeah. Not possible for another 50 years. Not possible, now. Maybe another 50 years. PK. This guy's a judge. This guy's a judge. Invisibility. Wait a minute. Too hard. Too hard to technologically do. But eternal life and face, <laughs> face shaping. <laughs> Instant genetic surgery, you say. But invisibility, no. Bringing dinosaurs back from the dead? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Invisibility is 50 years off. That's such a weird, weird thing to that say. That is really weird. I mean, we've had pretty sci-fi shit happen. Um, this Now we have... The second letter came later that day, and we have another one of these letters that are all cut out. So yeah. Go for it, PK. You've seen what I can do. Pay me ten million creds, or the city will be sorry. You will be contacted by you will be contacted, the Invisible Man. And now we have Judge Dredd sitting there looking at this with another uh, judge who has like a little like he looks. He reminds me of Judge Diablo. You know what? Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Judge Diablo. Um, if you only you had put your fucking mask on. Oh, we keep bringing it up. But there's other judges sitting there with him. They look like they're in almost a uh, like a private eye detective kind of. You see like the curtains in the background, yeah, the, the shades, the, the blinds. Yeah. Um, so this guy is saying to Judge Dredd, "So it's blackmail. You're not gonna go along with him." Why not? Nothing I'd like better right now than an appointment with the Invisible Man. And now, PK, if you want to read this uh, narration and describe what we're looking at, please. Right, I'll do the narr- I'll do the text box first. Go, That's go a cool it. building in the background. By it the way. really is. Okay. A third letter from the Kirk gave the arrangement that the money was to be placed beneath the leg of uh, the war memorial in the aftermath in Aftermath Square at noon the next day. And the war memorial is our boy <laughs> Fergie. <laughs> sitting there King of the Big Smelly. King of the Big Smelly. Uh, one of the gi- one of, if not the giant statue of Fergie that we've seen multiple of so far. Yeah, because Judge Dredd has said, I want one in every sector. Uh they they said one will be built in every sector. Yep. And they did it. Fergie saved Mega City 1. He really did. He tackled Judge uh, Cal right off that balcony. Yes, he did. And uh, in the background, we have, well, we see up close that uh, beneath the leg of this massive uh, <laughs> edifice or monument to Fergie. And it's such a spot on. It's so good looking. Oh, I miss, rest in peace, Fergie. Rest in peace, Fergie. There is a judge placing a briefcase right like below the knee yeah but in the background is this massive sprawling crazy cityscape that looks awesome and sci-fi yeah, this big mega building with like these these uh these sky these uh floating 
floating highways. The flyways, or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, and this, might I say, this judge, also a female judge. A lady judge. I didn't yep. see that until uh, they zoom in. They, she, they zoom in and she's... They zoom in. <laughs> they zoom in and she's uh, thinking to herself, this is the place. Now it's all up to Judge Dredd. This is the place. Why? Why? I tried to be so polite about this. <laughs> um, now it's all up to Judge Dredd. <laughs> let's, let's just make it as offensive as we can. Um, above the crowded square, Dread waited with a special task force, and we have these really cool, almost not not UFO shaped, but kind of disc like in a way. Very ovaloid. Yeah. Uh, with fucking judge eagles on them. Yep. And they're flying through the air, and they're looking down at this massive like city square. Um, they call it aftermath square, right? And we can yeah. see in the middle of it, or in, on one to one side of it, is the giant. Uh, Massive towering monument there are, there to Fergie. Are, uh, yeah, floating highways and, and there's a crowd. Sh- shitload of people out there. A bunch of buildings surrounding it, but it's it's. You think about it, right? They're trying to set the invisible man up. He's got to go out in the open. Yeah. Right. So now that they're looking down from above, we can see where the briefcase goes. Or also, he'll be invisible. But the briefcase isn't invisible. That's true. Also, unless enough. he can turn himself invisible, why can't he turn the briefcase invisible? I mean, he got the he got the fucking uh, the. Uh, Sculpture, sculpture equals MC squared. So let's pause real quick. If he's not turning invisible, PK, what's going on? If he's not turning invisible, then it's uh, he's part of a crowd. Okay. How does he get? How do you get in there and out without anyone catching him? Maybe he's a, a judge. Ooh. How did he get to the fucking sculpture without anyone seeing him? Maybe he's like Ant Man and, and, and can shrink and shrink other things. Ooh, that's interesting. Or There's... he can teleport things. Oh, that's also interesting. Teleportation technology. I don't think we have seen it. We have not seen it yet. If I mean, I going by sci-fi standards, I would think that teleportation is a a really big jump it's, past invisibility. That's gonna take at least seventy-five years. <laughs> maybe, maybe seventy-six. We'll see. Well, let's let's find out. Yeah, um, I, I, I want to know the answer to this mystery. So. How is he doing, how? Is he actually invisible? Uh, we're going to find out, maybe. Suddenly, uh, Judge Dredd is above, and another judge uh, leans over, like, gnashing his teeth, saying to him, The only thing in that bag is a radio beamer. If anyone touches it, we'll know about it. There we go. Sorry about that. Now we turn the page, and both judges are looking down, and the little alarm yeah. is going off. Suddenly... There it goes! He's taking the bait! Close in all units! Justice Department vehicles swooped in. Those are pretty cool looking. They are saucers. Looking at them, they look like fucking UFOs. Yeah. Ovaloid. Not perfectly round, but ovaloid. Yeah, and they are dropping some kind of something over the crowd. And Judge Dredd is saying, Release Riot Foam! And Fergie's right there grinning. Just looking at the camera. And now they go zooming over the whole crowd and everyone, there's just people like frozen. There's a woman, what's happening? Riot foam! Ah! And everyone's like freezing up. Um, The riot foam turned solid within seconds, trapping the crowd in the square while still allowing them to breathe. And now the judges, there's a lot of judges on the scene. We've gone from this being like a... Maybe I'll check it out to let's get every man available. We got nothing else going on this week. Let's get the invisible man. Like, guys, there's nothing better to do. But there's a lot of judges now. And judge, and there's like a, someone on the ground. There's people's faces poking out of the fucking riot foam. Do you think riot foam has a, like a fatality rate? Like someone could get frozen to the ground and suffocate? Um, so, here's the thing. It says 
it traps people solid while still allowing them to breathe. Oh, it does say that. So it specializes right there. it. They, you'll notice they do a lot of the the city's been evacuated that kind of stuff. Where yeah, it's like, I can see the parachutes. What is that from? Dragon Ball Z. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Nappa, Vegeta's friend, is killing a bunch of humans, and like Chao Su, the little guy, is like, "It's okay, I can see their parachutes." Oh my god! That when, was added to the American dub. Yeah, they had no parachutes. <laughs> Nappa <laughs> killed those people. men. You know what? When you're going to like destroy and rule a, an entire world, that might happen. Yeah, we as viewers might even expect that. Um, but getting back to it, we have people who are being chiseled out of this riot foam, and Dredd is saying, "Check them as you dig them out. Our suspect will have blue dye stains from the bag." Okay, so, the, the the bait bag. Yeah, the bait bag. And people are there's a an old dude who is like trying to get at He's Judge like Dredd. Swing at him. He's covered in riot foam, and judges are like holding him back as he's just. It takes two, this guy should be a judge. It takes two takes two judges to hold him back. Yeah, and what's he saying to Judge Dredd? This is monstrous, Judge Dredd. You've got no right. I've got Section Thirty Two of the Anti Crime Code, citizen. That's enough. Move along in the search. Move along to the. Sorry. Move along to the search lines, or I'll book you for obstruction. So, dude, that reminds me of the the the, the Carl Urban Judge Judge Dredd movies, you know? No loitering. You're gonna be gone by when I get back. And the guy just gets door slammed. Yeah, on the, him. The, yeah. That's great shit. Um, now we have uh, the same mustachioed judge who is about a head shorter than Judge Dredd. Yeah. Uh, is talking to Judge Dredd. PK, if you want to uh, read for these guys. And then just, we're going to read for these guys. Whoa. Then describe to me what's going on in the background here. Okay. There are always the, those grumblers, the wise guys who won't play ball. Damn wise guys. Uh, you'll get used to it, Beck. Laws are made to protect citizens, not to please them. As in the background... What's going on, PK? People are being... Their clothes are being torn off and they're being searched. Like there's a lady in her little frilly panties. There's a guy in his, his little boxer shorts. Um... Yeah, there's a woman in just her panties. Yeah, in just her frilly panties. And she's facing away from us. Yeah, there's covering that. her, covering herself. And, yeah, and there's a guy, a judge on one of the the the, the combat wagons with like a machine gun aimed at the crowd. Yeah, there's a lot of people being searched, but man, we have not had anything. This is very total totalitarian. Not totalitarian, totalitarian, but also like the most risque we've seen was judged. Cal in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Right? And this is now, there's been like almost no nudity as far as females are concerned. No, there's been like no female male gaze. And now this and is this is a I topless mean, woman in her, yeah. Yeah, we don't see anything. But, no. But, I mean, it's artfully done, but wow, I'm surprised that's a thing. Um, one by one, the people were dug out, searched, and questioned. And we see the entire, like, the entire after, what's it called aftermath square is just like mounds of snow of riot foam. Yeah. And uh, Fergie's sitting there, his giant statue just covered in like snow. Uh, and someone is saying to Judge Dredd, "Nothing so far, Judge Dredd, but he didn't have time to get out. Time to get out of the square. He's got to be in there." As Judge Dredd is looking down, as people are being, you know taken out and searched, but another judge is riding up on the bike on, on a lawmaster bike with something in his hand that looks like the briefcase. And this guy says to Judge Dredd, We found the bag a couple of miles from here! We've missed him! And he shows, he's showing the open and empty, empty. bag. Yeah. Judge Dredd's got this just, 
Oh, it's a gay slut. A, a gas. gas. It's like, oh. Oh. Close down the search, men. Dig them out. Take their names and send them home. Later, back at the Hall of Justice, Dredd has got his feet up on, like, his command console, scratching, scratching his, his chin. fucking pronounced-ass mm. chin. This creep not, is not only invisible, he moves like a bullet. How did he get out before the riot foam hit? So... Does he have super speed? Suddenly... PK, what's going on? Uh, uh a, a little envelope comes flying into the room. <laughs> An envelope! <laughs> it's labeled Judge Dredd. And, uh... <laughs> Doors open! It's him! Gotta be! Only the Invisible Man would have the cheek to come here! And oh he... Drawing two of his lawmasters, fires into a hallway. Get down, you man! As he just... Lawgiver. Lawgivers. We have the cheat sheet right we there. We have the cheat sheet. I ignored it. I'm... I am... I am out of my game today. <laughs> it's um, been a while. He just unloads into a hallway and two judges just go face down <laughs> yeah. ass up to get out of the fucking to get out of this <laughs> get out you man one of them yells dread's gone crazy <laughs> dread found no sign of blood in the corridor a spot check revealed no intruder in the building so dread is like grimacing with his smoking pistols my duck there are 50,000 judges in this building how could anyone get in without being seen and in his office, Dredd read the latest letter. You've had your warning. Now you pay. I'll make the I'll make you the laughing sack of the city. Ha ha ha! Be seeing you. Wink. The Invisible Man. <laughs> I'll be seeing you all right, creep. As nice. Judge Dredd's like crumpling up the letter. <laughs> You're making a mockery of the law, and I'll take and I take that kind of personal. I'm gonna find you, creep, and I'm gonna make you invisible for a long, long time. And that's the line. Wait, here we go. The last one. Next prog. Scrunch. What? <laughs> it says that. It does. Scrunch. Okay. So. What if Judge Dredd okay. is imagining this and... I mean, I, my like first reading this, I was really confused. Like, how is this going needs, on? He needs that rival. He needs... Like he's like he's Alfred like, dressing up as the Joker. Well, other judges have seen the paper, though. Is he like doing it himself? You yeah, think? he is. He's like making. He's yeah. Really? No, that's no, that's not happening. I mean, that's an interesting theory. I'll give you that. But wow. So, let's talk in, talk in retrospect about this. PK. Okay. Settings and places. Mega City One still. We see the Mega City Art Gallery. No information given. It's another place called the Mega City Just Blank. Just an art gallery in the you know a city the size of the Eastern Seaboard. You know, eight hundred million people could be you know anywhere. One museum. <laughs> we also have Aftermath Square. I think that this might be the square that has some significance to the Day the Law Died arc. Yeah. I wonder if it is near. Um, the where they ended the the arc at that the yeah it was it was near uh, the statue of judgment you right. got tackled out of so I wonder if it's near there or not but it's yeah, just some called kind of, it's some kind of war memorial remembering yeah the millions that died a lot of people died um, characters we have F D K Bellini a famous artist of the early 21st century who made works out of office supplies during a period of his practice his famous works include e equals M C squared and staplers at attention all of which is completely made up. 
I did a yeah. lot of research. Not a real thing. No, I figured person. it was. I figured it was just a shot at modern art being weird, and that's exactly what it was. Judge Nye, we also get introduced to, is Justice Department's chief of science. He bears an uncanny resemblance, I would say, to Reginald Sweet, a recent character who was also a scientist who sold secrets to the Soviet cities. Also drawn by the same man. No judgment passed. It just looks very, very similar. I didn't even replace it until you maybe until you like went back and had me look at it. Slightly different facial hair. Same dude. I swear yeah. to God. Same um, build. Same same features. Um, I also forgot to mention this at the point in time. Judge Onslow, a judge who is almost shot by Judge Dredd as he attempts to kill the Invisible Man. I, you could see one of his badge names. Okay. And you also have Judge Beck, cool mustache guy. Yeah. None of these people died. No. They survived. They survived. We are getting name. we are getting a, a little cast of secondary judges. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, okay, we can all die in, I don't know, Necropolis or whatever. Uh, something. One of the other famous stories where millions and billions die. <laughs> um, items and technology of note. We have fire foam from a standard fire extinguisher, albeit something I've never heard it called before in my life. Maybe it's maybe it's not standard fire. Maybe it's some kind of futuristic thing that shoots out, like, maybe a more dense foam. Well, here's the thing. The other technology we have is riot foam. Which we've seen before. We have. We have seen this used before. Where have we seen it, PK? God, I don't remember, but I know I've seen it before. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Little old lady. Was it the 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 singing heads? Prog eighteen brain bloom oh! with, with green fingers, Mama Haffy, who was yes! covered up to her face in riot foam. Yes. Wow. That is. Yeah, they're bringing that back. The same thing. The riot foam. Holy a, shit. Well done. Good memory. That was the only like... The singing heads. That was Prague 18. We're at Prague 134 like right now. a year ago. Yeah. Of Easily. reading non-stop Judge Dredd. Uh, terrible slang. Terrible slang. Slang. Terrible slang made up words Judge Dredd one-liners. Uh, it may not be possible, Judge Nye, but I saw it with my own eyes. Or rather, I didn't see it. <laughs> like, Judge Dredd. We get it. He's invisible. Stop making the jokes. I like the, I like the line also, specifically of... You're making a mockery of the law, and I take that kind of personal. Like, dude, so good. Um, he's such a one-note character in these one-shots. Yeah, he's no character development. I love it so much. Uh, World-building, though. We see a memorial to Fergie again. Hooray. Mm. Last seen in the infamous Prague number 118, City Block 2, where Dredd takes cover from a City Block caretaker gone futsy. Um, I'm just glad that they had this continuity of remembering Fergie. I wonder how long, like, if we, I swear to God, if we get, like, a re recent Judge Dredd comic and he's still got statues everywhere, I'll be so happy. We got a recent Judge Dredd comic where they had a little joke, a little joke comic about twerp. Honestly, yeah. So, uh, odds are it's the probably The Judge there. Dredd writers are good comics and they know where they came from. Um, this is also... They this, know the material, which is always great in a comic writer. This is also the same Prague, uh, Prague 118 City Block 2, that made money obsolete. Which begs the question. You're right. Why does the Invisible Man need money? If Is he just bored? Why? It's, it could be for, I mean, like, we've seen this before. Like, we thought we'd just rob the store because for a kick, for a laugh. I mean, yeah, he's taunting people. He's kind of the Zodiac of, of you know... Stealing. Yeah. I guess more of a... What's the, the gray fox or whatever it is from uh, Oblivion? Yeah, that's, that's the gray fox. The, yeah. the cowl Master of Nocturnal. Thief. Yeah. Wow, good memory. I'd love that quest line. That's... 
I would argue the best quest line in that. The Thieves Guild is probably the quest, best quest in, it's very in, good. in Oblivion. We also get section, uh, something mentioned by Judge Dredd. Section 32 of the Anti-Crime Code is mentioned by Judge Dredd in relevance to spraying riot foam over probably hundreds if not thousands of people. While we don't know exactly what this code allows, we can assume that it has to do with the use of non-lethal force against possible suspects in the apprehension of a criminal. Against large crowds in, in the apprehension of someone. Yeah. You're not hurting anybody. You're inconveniencing them. But and also undressing you in front of <laughs> thousands. That's less okay. Um, we also see a mostly naked woman in the background. Risqué. This is a I big like move for 2080. And the Dread comic. Uh, closest we've seen to nudity so far was Tyrant Judge Cal's moving bubble bath, but with this bit of partial background nudity and Judge Dredd's recent copping a feel of Dr. Rodnina, remember that? That's the, the, right! He I, felt her butt! Yeah, and in Prague 129, Battle of the Black Atlantic Part 2, are we bound to see more sex slash sex appeal in the comic as it grows up, you think? I know for a fact that there are... We've seen... Okay, so we've seen some characters in slightly... You know, risque, revealing clothing. Yeah. You know, some females and like you know, selling cigarettes they, or whatever. Yeah, they've got like the fishnets on and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, this. Um, and I know for a fact that there is a character who's very, a character introduced who's very heavy uh, in in the people like her for oh, fan service she provides. In the comic. In the comic. Okay, you don't know the name of the character or when. She's a judge, and, I, and she, well, she retires and becomes a PI. Hmm. I don't remember her name. It's not Hershey. Okay. But that's that. we're guaranteeing it's going to be a thing eventually. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to take. I think, and I'm not being a misogynist here. Okay. But I think sex is something that goes hand in hand with the with the cyberpunk genre. Honestly, yeah. I mean, look at the game Cyberpunk 2077. Everywhere. There's a there's, literally everywhere. Yeah. There's a there's a there's like a a, a business called PPs. There's literally. I mean. The, the saying sex sells and also prostitution being literally the oldest profession in the history of professions like of course with you have giant corporations and shit and there's yeah blacks. sex sells and they want to Money. sell yeah so so sex sex going hand in hand with with you know the cyberpunk dystopian future yeah it really does it makes sense uh, I'm curious to see how quickly we get there. Me too. I mean, things are ramping up pretty fast. Uh, you keep we'd say that, but, but then, then we read for forty more <laughs> issues of uh, the Invisible Man. It's like this is the story about the the guinea pig that changed the law. It's like the Great Muldoon who died. <laughs> also, Dread mentions that there are at least fifty thousand judges in Justice HQ at the time that the yeah. Right, we've never had a mention of that many no. judges before. Um, that is, does that give us our most accurate head count for judges in Mega City One so far? Have we ever been given a total? We don't know. We know there's not enough, but we've never had a mention fifty thousand judges in the same building. You're That's right. a lot. That's insane. Is, um, that the, is that the maximum of judges for Mega City One? I mean. It's, there's that gotta, wouldn't that because you said that's how many are in the building. Yeah, there's got to be more than one precinct. Like there has to be. Yeah, there has to be. So, I mean, maybe each sector has a precinct. Who knows? But it's still, even if you have a million judges, you have a city of what nine hundred eight hundred million people. Eight hundred. Yeah, it's it's still nowhere near enough. Um, big takeaway from this prog, though, something we talked about: the technology to make a man invisible is still, according to Judge Nye, about. Is 50 years off. Well, that's like that's like the official police technology. They're always in innovators and stuff outside, you know. Yeah. 
Let's talk about some of those people, shall we? Okay. Up to this point in the comic, we have had human slash plant gene splicing. We've had a genius biologist lady. We had. And like I said, Prog 8, which we, we just talked about. We have robot robots that are programmed to feel pain and cry about it. We have dinosaurs being brought back to life. Apes that have been given human intelligence and such increased <coughs> advancement in cybernetics and prosthetic surgery that we can preserve a human being's head after their body dies. But invisibility. Nah. 50 years out. So yeah. PK, I, we have, this is a two-parter. <coughs> it's obviously a two-parter. Right. You want to revise your guess on what is going on with the the Invisible Man. Like what is, what's going on? I... He, he gets in and out. No one sees him. No one sees him take anything. He moves super fast. He gets miles away. How? Uh, what do you think? I, I, I don't know. You don't know? My most, my biggest guess right now is that it is a judge? Hmm. A, a dirty judge? Doing what, though? I don't know. Because that's what got me. Is like Helping was, him out? When I was reading this, I'm just like... I, I, I don't know. I just like the fact that invisible would be easy enough, and they have a lot of solutions against that, and now you're just like, oh, yeah, it can't just be invisibility. It can't yeah. be. So I like it. I like the mystery of this right now. Me too. I'm digging it. I want to know what happens. Pretty bad. Okay. Let's. In that case, is there anything else you want to talk about for this prog? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. We have no death count this prog. Let's move on to prog 135. They're fucking scary. So, picking up where we left off, Prog 135, The Invisible Man, Part 2. PK, can you read our narration here, please, and then paint us a picture with words? Uh, Edwin Parsi was a frequent visitor to the, to the Grand Hall of Justice, for Edwin was one of those unfortunate who suffer, unfortunates who suffered from the desire to confess to crimes they haven't committed. Yep. And so we see this... this Council of judges, like like uh you know, like a Senate hearing. They're mm -hmm. all at the, they're all at this this bench. Mm -hmm. There's Dread, John's Lair. Yep. And uh, Brown, I think is way down there on the left. Looks like it. And there's this crazy guy on one crutch, with with one leg. He's a, a prosthetic leg, obviously. He looks he looks like the crazy guy on the street, like the the two, two different shoes. Yeah. This, the, 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 the prophet from, from Cyberpunk. I don't know the prophet, unfortunately, oh, man. too well. But he looks like a, he's got a crutch, he, he's got like a little handbag. He very much looks like a, a gentleman who's living on the street. Disheveled hair. Yeah. It's a house coat or a, or a duster. Maybe. But he's saying to the uh, the crew, or the, the the judges that are up on the bench, and who is Dread is included in. Yep. You've got to arrest me! I'm the one who threw all these robberies. I'm the Invisible Man. Edwin the Confessor, the judges had nicknamed him. Sometimes, when things weren't too busy, they would take Edwin to an interrogation cube and grill him. Just to please Edwin. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I hope he sticks around. You... I hope he marries Maria. Oh my god. Um, so now Edwin has gotten closer to the, uh, to Judge Dredd and to the, the bench. He's right up to the bench. So he's doing the, the Where's Kilroy kind of thing where yeah. he peers over the edge of the bench. And, uh, he's saying to the judges, Yeah, I'm the original man. I did the Hammond job, the Mega Bank job, the Bullion Van job, and all those other jobs. 
And to which another uh, judge sitting next to Judge Dredd responds, You you look pretty visible to me, uh, Edwin. Come back and bother us some other time, Edwin. The Invisible Man is no joking matter. <laughs> so, what a great way to start this They issue. know him by name. It's like Come it's, back, you'll be back. Come back and bother us some other time, Edwin. <laughs> Edwin, we're busy right now. Edwin! Uh, in recent days, a criminal calling himself the Invisible Man had hit the headlines with a series of miraculous robberies. And we have a bunch of different, like, front he- pages. Newspaper headlines. Newspaper headlines. Go for it, PK. When are the judges going to act? Bullion van emptied in broad daylight. Invisible man thefts. Thefts reach 40 million creds. Uh, and Dredd is thinking to himself, Invisibility is impossible, they say. But this creep seems able to do it. He's making a mockery of the Justice Department. Is it, Edwin? I did it, Judge! It was me. Um, now... Dread has grabbed Edwin by the lapels of his like duster and is lifting him off his feet as he leans over the bench, saying to Edwin, Wait a minute, Edwin. How did you know about the Hammond job? It hasn't hit the news yet. To which Edwin responds, There! That proves I'm guilty, Judge Dredd. You've got to book me this time. Edwin was taken to an interrogation cube. PK, if you want to describe what this looks like, please. I'd appreciate uh- it. <laughs> He <laughs> looks like a fucking TV set. <laughs> he's he's like on a, a stage or whatever. There's all these like these spotlights flash. There's like there's overhead lights. There's front, back, side lights. And he's just sitting there in his cube there's in a, his little chair. There's a shitload of judges in the room with yeah. dread in the background. And one of the dread uh, judges is saying to dread, "You reckon he's the one judge, dread? No chance. Edwin confesses to crimes. He never actually commits them, but he knows something." Maybe he's seen the Invisible Man. Fucking how, Judge Dredd? And Dredd grimaces and talks to him. It's serious this time, Edwin. You realize if you're guilty, I'll have to send you down for 50 years. Serves me right! He's got a big old smile on his face. The Ed- Edwin the Confessor was a tough nut to crack. And we have that scene from movies where it's like you're behind the guy being interrogated and it's the cops and it's like a line of cops people are slamming desks and pointing yeah, fingers pointing the sh- finger yeah Dredd says you know who the real invisible man is don't you Edwin yes I mean I'm the invisible man come off it Edwin we searched your house it's empty I've got the loot hidden our lie detectors say you're lying your lousy lie detectors are lying <laughs> I'm guilty and that's all I'm gonna say oh my god um, the interrogation... I, I, I like the voice I came up with. I, I appreciate it, yeah. The interrogation lasted an hour, and now we have... Oh, man, there's so many names I have to write down. Um, okay, Jones, Baxter. Yeah. Baxter, Jones, so many other judges. Um, the interrogation lasted an hour, and then Dredd is saying, He knows the Invisible Man, all right, but we won't get it out of him short of torture. There's only one thing for it. We'll have to let him go. Is that... Do they, are they allowed to torture? Uh... Have we talked about... Have they talked about interrogation turning into torture before? So... Uh, that seems the, like I remember. So, in the Day the Law Died arc, there was a time when the judges were torturing children to get them to confess to crimes their parents had committed. Uh, torturing w- was implied in the fact that we had a child with a bloody nose being right. grilled by fucking judges. So, 
I don't know if torture is allowed or not. Under the usual rules. Under the usual circumstances. Under the, the Cal anything goes rules. Anything goes. Anything goes. Uh, so soon outside, we have Dredd is like walking out of the building and behind him is Edwin using his crutch, <laughs> shaking, shaking his, his fist. fist. And Edwin's calling out to Dredd. It's not fair! You've got no right to release me! There isn't enough evidence to convict you, Edwin. You're wasting our time. Get lost! Not enough evidence! I'll show you! I'll give you evidence! Edwin the Confessor returned to his apartment in the Carlos Santana block. Fucking, that's the coolest block to live in. <laughs> I had to Google, we're going to learn more about him. Oh, I love Carlos Santana. I need to learn more about him, honestly. Uh, it was three days before he, he again left the building. Justice Department spy cameras were watching. Okay. So we have an outdoor kind of overhead uh, camera kind of look. We have the little tiny jets that are the, the spy cams. We saw these in the We've Battle of Black Atlantic. We've seen little drones. Yep. Um, there's a crowd walking by. We can see Ebon with his crutch. Uh, but PK, what's going on in the background here? We see this gigantic surveillance van, and it's obvious a surveillance van. It's obvious a surveillance van? Why would you say that? It's two stories tall. It is a little big. It's a little big. <laughs> but what does it say on the outside of it, PK? Judge Joe Jack. <laughs> Judge. Uh... Jack Codwell's old-fashioned umpty candy. And it shows like a, an Orville Redenbacher type <laughs> guy. Yeah. It's scrumptious. And he's like eating a candy. Um, he's got an old-fashioned tie on. So, yeah. Dude, there are judges inside this van. There's like a... Don't tell me there isn't. Go to our next uh, narration here, okay. PK. Inside the monitor van. <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Judge Dress. Judge Dress. Untrenched task force waited. We have... Uh, what oh my god, they're on Lawmasters! So we have exactly what you'd expect, like monitoring equipment, screens and stuff. <laughs> but what we don't expect, there are four Lawmaster bikes side by side inside this colossal vehicle. What? With judges on them. And one of the judges... What's up? I just thought about something. What? They mentioned that the the sove the sove blocks. Yeah. They mentioned that they have way better technology than here in the United Mega City One. They have like that impenetrable armor and stuff they use on the moon. They did. Wow, have that sentence. Wow, that is a very good observation. And we just had the soves show up recently. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. That's interesting thought, PK. Keep that in mind. One of the judges is there, on a million different screens, we have Edwin the Confessor walking by. One of the judges is calling out, Edwin's heading west on 9th, Judge Dredd. He appears to be following someone. And another, uh, oh, I'm sorry, then Judge Dredd speaks, of course, sorry. Cameras 7, 8, and 9, zoom in on the man in black. And now we have, Edwin is, it's like a street shot view um, from down on the street, go figure. Yeah. There is a gentleman. How would you describe this man in black, PK? He's wearing, like, weird <laughs> jumpsuit and combat armor with, like, a top hat. It's got shoulder pads that are white. He's got white, like, uh, elbow-length gloves. He looks like an extra in some kind of, like, military. He's like a paramilitary-looking guy. He kind of honestly does. He's got a l large kind of... Um, 
conical hat that goes up. It's like almost a like cylinder. A pope, like a cylinder, almost like a Pope's hat kind of thing, but it's just black. It's like a top hat without a brim. We can see in the back left, there's a tiny little, like, spy camera up there. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah. there are robots going around the seat, uh, street. Edwin's walking, following behind him, and then way behind him is the uh, Jack Caldwell's empty, umpty candy monitoring van. It's the biggest thing on the road. It is so obnoxiously loud and big, and it's so stupid. Um, but... Suddenly, as the man passed a large city bank, ring, as the alarm goes off, and someone else from outside calls out, uh, 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 the alarm! It's a robbery! If you want to read the name of this bank for me, PK. Smith and Clone Bankers. Smith and Clone Bankers. <laughs> so, so there's cloning? We've had... Or it's probably just the guy's name is Clone... We've had the DNA man was a thing. Yeah, well, we've seen the movie. We, uh, yeah, but the <laughs> movie doesn't have any relevance just yet. Um, so Dread, however, the ramp comes down from the back of the vehicle of the Umpty Candy monitoring van, and four judges go speeding out with Judge Dread in the lead on yeah, Lawmaster bikes. Fucking cool ass combat carrier style. We've been watching the wrong man. Let's move. Because they As were watching... They are watching that guy in black, and suddenly the bell's going off. Like, the, oh, okay. the, the thing rang. The the bell, uh, the alarm went off. So, they, the guy they were following, the guy in black, turns out wasn't him. Okay. Uh, but it was already too late. He's very distinctive looking. He's very distinctive looking. Uh, inside the bank, we have Judge Dredd is there, and there is uh, stacks of bills. There are robots. Mm. There's, a, like, a, clearly a bank manager. And... Like, um, like the stacks of bills are like all disarranged, like someone's gone through all the drawers. And... Yep, yep. And the guy is saying, It was the invisible man, all right? It had to be! Keep going. The guy with the sunglasses. Who? Who? Why is he wearing like a weird, <laughs> like, tights and livery from like the 14th century? He's got the poof pompadour kind of like and, shoulder like, pads. Tights and a. Uh, whatever. He's bald with like shades? I don't know. <laughs> it's a fucking classic. <laughs> it's a cyberpunk look. It's weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. I don't believe I don't believe it. One second the safe was full, the next was a million credits missing. And nobody saw anything as usual, Dredd says. And we can see the Keller auto safe, and there's just piles of money or like bills strewn about everywhere. Later, Dredd went over the slow motion film of the robbery with his base computer, Mac. We've seen uh, Mac's back. Mac is back. Okay. Uh, Mac has never gone away. He's been brought up pretty regularly, honestly. Yeah. Now Judge Dredd is like sitting in this little tiny, 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 tiny chair. <laughs> the chair's like a foot off the ground. I don't know why it is, <laughs> but he's like talking into Mac. It's like, it's, it's like a grown man going to a kindergarten class. Yeah, it's literally that. I don't know why the chair is so small, but that's, that's a thing. <laughs> And I think that he's going over it with Mac in the in the vehicle, like in the surveillance oh, van. Oh, in that yeah, the candy van. Yeah, and uh, Dredd is saying to Mac, and they're looking over on the screen. On the screen, we can see that the the gentleman in black with that weird conical yeah. cylindrical hat. Dredd is saying to Mac, "We thought Edwin was following that man in black, but he walked right past the bank. I'm beginning to think this creep really is invisible." Hold it, Mac! I thought I saw something there. Run the film back a frame at a time. And in the end, Dredd isolated three frames of the film. Oh, the PK film, by the way. Yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to tell me the difference between these three uh, pieces of film, 
Go for it. Uh, we have three little panels. Yeah, and, and he's, the guy, the man in black is standing there. Mm-hmm. He's missing from the second one, and he's back in the third one. Like he teleported. Hmm. Would that give him enough time to empty an entire bank vault, though? He stopped time. And uh, if you Take a look at the first panel again. What's he doing? Oh, he's touching his belt. He's touching a little button on his belt, his utility belt. And then he can stop time. And then that's way harder to do than being invisible. <laughs> Holy PK. shit! Whoa, 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 whoa! You're coming, jump into a lot of conclusions there. Let's just see what happens, right? Okay. Uh, that's it, Mac. Look, in the middle picture, the man in black has vanished. Then in the third frame, he's back, but he's in a different position, and the bag is in his other hand. He stops time. He's got a time stopper. Those cameras take 100 pictures a second. Holy shit, that 100 means, frames a second is pretty okay. That means for 100th of a second he was invisible. That's so quick, only slow motion cameras could detect it. Mac did an identity scan on the subject. Uh, if you want to read for Mac, please, go for it, PK. His name is Benji Doonan. He's a cleaner at Intertime. Intertime? Yeah. Intertime. What's wrong with that, PK? That's that's some kind of time research laboratory where he's stolen the latest time device. But that's like, I mean, like, invisibility's 50 years off, though. That makes no sense, PK. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, it's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, start from again from Mac okay. real quick. Uh, uh, his name is Benji Doonan. He's a cleaner at Intertime. You remember, that's the company that have invented a time warp device. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even like a prototype. It's just like they just have it. Yeah, we got we got time travel. Yeah, I mean, but I, invisibility. There should be a panel where Judge Dredd is like talking to Judge Nye, like fucking time travel. He's like, yeah, that's yeah, way that's easier than way invisibility. Easier to do tachyons. And shit. <laughs> so Dredd is right. It's a machine that slows down. Slows time down to almost a standstill within its time field. It can make one second last for hours. And now we have like a kind of a like we're cutting away as though we're seeing it, but we're not really seeing it. Of Dread imagining. Uh, Doonan must have got hold of one of the prototypes. He activated it before he went into the bank, then just calmly walked in and looted the safe. Inside the time field, a fraction of a second lasted for minutes. But outside, the robbery was over so fast that Dunin was back on the street before anyone noticed he'd been gone. He wasn't invisible. He was just moving fast. And now we have, like, Dunin is, like, he's filling that fucking briefcase. He's, like, cheering and dancing as he leaves. Yeah, like, taking his hat off and, like, Whee! W- waving at people. Um, Edwin must have chanced on Dunin's identity by accident. Instead of reporting it, he watched Dunin to get evidence to make his own confession more convincing. Crazy! So, uh, if you want to, like, just look down here, PK, describe this lower panel right below it. Uh, Edwin quick. is clearly watching uh, uh, Doonan and his, uh, his conapt, his, uh, his mega villain, Chubby Checker block. Chubby Checker, you know, do the twist, fam- pretty famous. Well done! You can twist him like we did last summer. Yep. I had to look him up as well. Oh, yeah. I'm no, so I, sad. I watched a lot of Mad Men. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but Edwin is, like, got a fucking, like... Telescope that he's looking in yeah, other people's windows. The, the with. binoculars on the on the on the spire that you you know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I guess he's looking at other people to confess to their crimes. Yeah, he's watching people to confess to their crimes because he's a, he's a weirdo. Doonan lived in the chubby checker block directly opposite of Edwin the Confessor's apartment. It was the final piece of the jigsaw. As Doonan, uh, Doonan's... Oh, sorry. So now we go to the right. 20 minutes later, Dredd burst into Doonan's apartment. And my god, this fucking panel. <laughs> um, wow! Dredd is crashing through a window... Doonan, the guy with the, the black cylindrical hat, is there, and there's just fucking credits everywhere. Yeah, there's piles and piles of money, just like some art in the background. Yep, yep. I uh, can't see equals and equals and two squared anywhere. But though. there's there's just it's like the black cat's fucking personal. Yeah. Everything has been stolen. And it's right by the window. You didn't even go through the window to see the piles of shit. <laughs> yeah, not hiding it too hard. But the uh, this Benji Doonan lets out a Judge Dread Hell! Don't reach for that time machine, Doonan! As of Doonan, course I'm going to reach for the time machine. And his his hand, he's got like a uh, a box. Like, it literally is just... A gigantic box with a button on it. Not right? even a gigantic box. I mean, like, it's like the size of a, what? A deck of cards? I would say like two decks of cards put together with a button on it. Red yeah. button. That's the technology we're dealing with right now, right? Right. As Dunan's finger hit the button, Dredd's bullet thudded home. And oh. Dredd, blam, shoots him in the chest. The time field, he switched it on! That's gotta fucking hurt if you feel a bullet. PK, keep going. Describe what's going on here. Oh. <laughs> Dude was laying on the ground uh-huh. uh, uh, in the time field. I don't know how he's talking to Judge Dredd, who's outside the time field. But whatever. It's a comic book, Andy. Yeah. Um, he's like, the, the bullets paralyzed me. Can't reach, can't reach the switch off the time field. And uh, Dredd is moving in super, super slow motion, closing in, uh, as Doonan is bleeding oh, out. Oh, okay, so he's not talking to Judge Dredd, he's just narrating what's he, going on. Of course, for us. Yeah. And he continues saying, I'm bleeding to death, and not even Judge Dredd can get to me in time. It took Dredd only seconds to cross the floor, but by then, hours had passed inside the time field. Dead! Just, he just wasted away before my eyes! And we see... Dredd is crouched over, Benji Doonan, completely dead, head back, mouth agape. When Edwin called at the Hall of Justice to confess to the Invisible Man's latest outrage, Dredd rewarded him for his part in the case. And we have um, a bunch of judges and Dredd are smiling down at <laughs> uh, at Edwin the Confessor. You're all laughing and smiling. Yeah, yeah. and Dredd is scowling, Edwin Parsi, I'm arresting you for giving false evidence. The sentence is one month's imprisonment. To which uh, Edwin... Who's looks, smiling. He's got the biggest shit-eating grin on. Go for it. You really mean it this time? Oh, boy. I plead guilty as charged. Just make sure they don't give me give me time off for good behavior. <laughs> and with, with another dread, as he's being like led away, as Parsi's being led away, another judge says to Judge Dredd, You've got a heart of gold, Dredd. I know. I know. And that is going to wrap up Prog 135, The Invisible what Man the fuck Part 2. Happened? You know, a good happy ending, right? Right? <laughs> a guy experienced getting shot for a couple hours. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't Imagine, it? Imagine like feeling the bullet go through you. It's it's I don't think the bullet slowed down as it is he got shot, paralyzed, oh, and then yeah, bled right. out. To basically, lay there. And just lay there and wait for to die, which is awful. Um so, 
set, let's go review, shall we? Settings and places. We have the Carlos Santana block. So, I had to look it up, because I am a pleb. Uh, for those Black who, Magic Woman. So, uh, for those who do not know, right? There shouldn't be anybody, honestly. I don't know. For those who don't know, Carlos Humberto Santana Barangan, born July 20th, 1947, is a Mexican-American guitarist who rose to fame in the late 1960s, early 70s with his band Santana, which pioneered a fusion of rock and roll and Latin American jazz. Its sound featured its melodic blues-based lines set against Latin and African rhythms played on percussion instruments not generally heard in rock, such as timbales and congas. He experienced a resurgence of he experienced a resurgence of popularity and critical acclaim in the, in the late 1990s, and in 2015, Rolling Stone magazine listed him at number 20 on their list of the 100 greatest guitarists. Um, he also received 10 Grammy awards and three Latin Grammy awards, and was inducted along with his namesake band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. So that's that's what I've heard about him in the late 90s. What's his most famous song? You would say Black Magic Woman. Can, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Can you like a, just a snippet of it for me? She's a black magic woman. That's that's, that's really bad. That sounds iconic. <laughs> There's also Oi Como Va. That's a great one. Okay. Uh, I gotta look this guy up more. I didn't listen to anything of his. I really need to. The one I did know is Chubby Checker Block. Yeah. Chubby Checker, born... Uh, I don't know his real name. <laughs> his real name is... Ernest Evans. Wow. Right? Uh, born October 3rd, 1941, is an American rock and roll singer and dancer. He is widely known for his popularizing popularizing many dance styles, including the twist mm -hmm. dance style with his 1960s hit cover of Hank Ballard and the Midnighters' R&B song, The Twist, and the pony dance style with the 1961 cover of the uh, song Pony Time. However, his best-known song is the hit Let's Twist Again, yeah. Released in the same year, also popularized in the 1962 song Limbo Rock, originally a previous year instrumental hit by the Champs, to whom he added lyrics, and its trademark Limbo Dance, as well as the other dance styles such as The Fly. In September 2008, The Twist topped Billboard's list of the most popular singles to have appeared in the Hot 100 since its debut in 1958, and an honor it maintained for an August 2013 update to the list. There's a season of Mad Men, okay. a season finale, where they're, like, they're all done to the twist, and then the next season finale, they're all done to let's twist again like we did last summer. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> pretty cool. I like that. I I had heard of Chubby Checker. I just did not know that was who wrote the twist or what have you. And I looked up, I looked up that like the old videos. I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah, that's it's insane. Um, I have to bring up. Smith and Clone Bankers. Yeah! So, do we assume this is a bank run by Smith and his clone? I have three possible like, theories. Is that a thing now? Because isn't clone technology just like... Did, we just had the three-part DNA man, right? You're right, We're we like, did. Oh, he tried to clone, but he couldn't yeah, quite get it right. The guy all gross. Uh, I have three possible theories. Okay, one. Number one, it's an actual clone. He's okay. at, you know, they found a way he has an actual clone because... We know, we don't, we shouldn't know, but we do know that cloning exists. At some point in time At in some Judge Dredd. But we know that it exists already because Judge Dredd. Okay, okay. So we know that there's cloning technology. Okay. And that it works at this point in the story. We shouldn't know that. It might be a retcon, but we know it. 
So That's fair. That's fair, actually, yeah. It's an actual clone. Number two, it's a guy named clone. <laughs> <laughs> Less impressive. Number three, there is no clone. They're like twin brothers, and they're doing it for the for the spectacle. Okay. This I can a, see that as yeah, well. Yeah, this is my clone. I have my own clone. Or... I would say there's a fourth option. It's a comic book. And it's a comic book, and we're reading. It, we're, we're reading. It's a into background it. building in a comic book, <laughs> and we are we're reading a lot of Judge Dredd. Way too much. We also get to see in this issue so many judges who don't die. We got Browns. No judges die. Yeah, Browns, Johns, Lawyer, uh, Layer, 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 uh, Baxter, and Jones. None of which who die. Interesting thing though. Uh, I I looked up. Edwin Parsi. Edwin Edwin the Confessor. Okay. Right? So, nicknamed Edwin the Confessor, uh, he regularly pleads guilty to crimes he hasn't committed. Oh my god, um, does he reappear? So, talking about having a persecution complex, right? His dreams come true when he is arrested for giving false evidence in his statement. Yeah. He gets one month in, in jail, or whatever. Edwin the Confessor was a real person. Based off a real person? Edwin the Confessor... So, this... You're, okay. We're okay. going to learn some stuff today. Edwin, this sounds vaguely familiar. Was this like in like 1960s San Francisco? No. Okay, I'm way off. Edwin the Confessor was one of the last Anglo-Saxon kings of England. Usually considered the last king of the House of Wessex, he ruled from 1042 to 1066. Um, Ed, Edward was the son of, I'm going to butcher this, Aethelred the Unready and Emma of Normandy. He succeeded Knut of the Great. He succeeded Knut the Great's son and his own half brother, Hearth Knut. Uh, he restored the rule of the House of Wessex. At, restored the rule of House of Wessex after the period of Danish rule. Scandinavian names are weird. I love it. Uh, since Knut conquered England in 1016, when Edward died in 1066, he was succeeded by Harold Godwinson who was defeated and killed in the same year by the Normans under William the Conqueror at the Battle of Hastings. Okay. Edwin's, That's a famous point. That's a famous thing. Edwin's young great-nephew Edgar Aetherling of the or Aetherling of the House of Wessex was proclaimed king after the Battle of Hastings in 1066, but was never crowned and was peacefully deposed after about eight weeks. Um, so this is how he got the nickname, though. Historians disagree about Edward's fairly long 24-year reign, which is kind of sad when you think about it for kings. Yeah, well, kings have ruled for lesser times. A lot less. It's kind of the point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the what's the what's the sword of Damascles with the Damocles. Damocles with the, the sword hanging above your head by a thir- by a hair. Oh, there's a lot of Shakespeare about. It. I knew a Shakespeare quote or uh, a monologue. I think it was from like Henry V or something like that, or Henry III about just like kings don't die of old age. Yeah. <laughs> um. So his name reflects on the traditional image of him as an unworldly, of unworldly and pious. Confessor reflects his reputation as a saint who did not suffer martyrdom, as opposed to his uncle, King Edward the Martyr. Some portray Edward the Confessor's reign as leading to the disintegration of the royal power in England and the advance in the power of the House of Godwin because of the infighting that began after his death with no heirs to the throne. Biographers Frank Barlow and Peter Rex, on the other hand, portray Edwin as a successful king, one who was energetic, resourceful, and sometimes ruthless. They argue that the Norman conquest shortly after his death tarnished his image, and that's where the confessor thing came from. I see. Um, however, Richard Mortimer argues that the return of the Godwins from exile in, uh, in, ten, in 1052 meant the effective end of his exercise of power, citing Edward's reduced activity as implying a withdrawal from, a withdrawal from affairs. 
Uh, about a century later, in 1161, Pope Alexander III canonized the king. Edward was one of the England's national saints until uh, King Edward III adopted George of Lydda as the national patron saint in about 1350. Uh, uh, saint Edward's feast day is 13th of October. I've heard of Edward's feast day. That's what it is, Edward's feast day. Celebrated by both the Church of England and the Catholic Church in England and Wales. So, we learned a little bit about like, English history. Yeah. Games. It I know is. a lot about history, but I have to admit that the 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 monarchy of Eng the English monarchy is something I, I I am people devote their lives to. They it. do, and I am severely lacking. I think that most of us. are. I know, you know, the the the, the royal family name. You know, what is it? Winchester, Winston. I barely know it. You know, the Queen of England, King yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, what? Oh God! Same with the, <laughs> same with the tennis game. The name of the tennis tournament. You got this. Queen Elizabeth uh, Win Winchester. Uh, uh, Wimbledon is the quest. Is the is the thing you're thinking? Of, I think no. No, it's not Wimbledon. Um, she is Elizabeth II, Queen Elizabeth, also known What's as. What's the royal family name? Am I stupid? Uh, it's Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. Um, the family name. Oh God, this is gonna be so. There's so much. There's so much to this. House of Windsor. Windsor, not Windsor. Winchester. Windsor. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Think about where we are right now. Don't say it, but think about uh, it. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I can't of. believe it. That's what threw me off. I. I just want to say though, it is so complex. Wimbledon, Winchester. Uh, it could be anything. Could be anything. That being said. You and I have only known Queen Elizabeth. That's it. Yeah. And and I'm cer certain and that... And she's been, you know, ruling for before we were alive. <laughs> and she'll be ruling long after we're dead. Long apparently. after we're dead. <laughs> that's, that's the name. That's the, how it's going to go. Um, other characters. We have Judge Baxter. God bless Queen Elizabeth Wimbledon. Can you know... Did you know that they changed their, their things? God bless the Queen, God bless the King, depending on if they yeah. have a Queen or King. I, I never knew that. It's so weird. King Wimbledon... Queen Wimbledon? Whatever it is. We have Judge Baxter, Johns, O, are shown but not named. And we have Benji Doonan, uh, employee of Intertime. <laughs> and stole a prototype time travel machine. It's not even labeled as a prototype. They just said they have it. He, he does, Judge Dredd mentioned not... that he stole a prototype. Okay. But okay, it's good. still, that's the whole company's thing. So, what the fuck? He is kind of a criminal genius in that he says, I can do this one thing. I can turn invisible. And that's what they they pour all their resources and all their smart. strategies become like, he's an invisible man. We have to catch him because he's invisible. Yeah. Go against invisible strategies. Yep. And he can just stop time. Yeah. That's really one, smart. Which, infinitely better. Yeah. <laughs> it's way smarter. One. Two, if... We, we've talked about this before. Why we even talk, announce your, we, what you're doing? We talk about this so much, about like, you don't need the money, but literally you're already rich. Yeah. Like, you have, he has a job, number one, which is really rare in Mega City 1. <laughs> There's so many reasons this shouldn't be happening. Right? <laughs> he already has a job. He already has an apartment. Fucking Edwin the Confessor, who the homeless guy still has an apartment. Like, so, what the fuck? The, 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 the bottom luxury of life in Mega City 1 so far seems to be... You'll be fine. You have an apartment. You have a place to live. You have food. Yeah. There's... It's... The homeless guy has an apartment. And remember, there's people living in RVs yeah. on the... On the they want that apartment. Yeah. I, I just... This this world... This world... It, it infuriates me it, to no end. It 
it, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Items and technology of note. Things you have to mention. Spy in the Sky hover cameras come back this Prague. Yeah, we have our little drone cameras. First introduced in Prague 128, the Battle for the Black Atlantic Part 1. Uh, we learn here that these cameras film at 100 uh, frames per second, which that's is pretty darn really good. That's really good for such a tiny camera. That's really impressive. We all, it is the future. Yeah, I mean, but we don't have invisibility. Don't go that far. Too far. <gasps> Too far. Time? Time travel? Okay. Andy, okay. Andy, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate for a second. All right, I'm ready You've for played it. lots of Civilization, right? You know I played one game of Civilization. Really? No one plays it with me. Oh man. I love that game. Anyway. Anyway. Technology doesn't doesn't all technology doesn't doesn't progress at the same rate. You have to pick which areas of technology you want to specialize in. Okay, okay. So maybe they That's maybe why they I, haven't picked invisibility or optic. The one game I've played of that goddamn thing is where I had I had Indians attacking with bows and arrows against well, my tanks. tanks, and I'm like, guys, guys, listen. I love civilization. I was like, I was, I was George Washington, and I had taken over all of all of because you don't start. I had started in Africa. Yeah, and I, you know, I taken over all of Africa, some of Europe, and like Alexander the Great had taken all of America. I so I oh. nuked uh, the Earth and flew in space. <laughs> so I, the game that I played with AJ, the the one game I've played, right? I was Egypt, and I had conquered so much shit, and AJ was like against, like, the Mongols who just would not stop invading him. And I was doing really well, so he paid off the Indians to try and attack me, which did nothing because they had such low technology. Right. And I was rich as fuck. But what was going to happen was America was, like, the second biggest superpower next to me, and they were about to go to space. And so that's I, how you win the game. I parked my ass outside. I parked, like, nine fucking missile launchers outside of, like, America. I'm like, I declare war on America. And George Washington goes... Your day of reckoning will come. And I'm like, your day's already here, buddy. And I just, I nuked them so hard, they went to last place. Wow! They couldn't, they had, like, everything was irradiated. I literally nuked every settlement that they had to where it was like, they can't grow food anymore. Yeah. They've, they've gone back to the Stone Age. And like, <laughs> you made them a, a fucking post-apocalyptic nightmare? It was like, I'm like, I feel... You put them in Fallout? I, I basically did Fallout to them. Like a one-sided Fallout. It was it was a pretty pretty harsh thing, but it was fun. Okay. That's a good time. Understandable. Technology. Mac is back. Mac has returned. Mac computer. Uh, he we I, I don't know the last time we saw him, but we've seen him relatively recently. Was enough. it Beauty the Pig? No, it had to. Oh, have been we've after. seen it way more recently than that. We've seen it's it's pulled up all the time. It's literally used all the time. Um, I it's used so often that I didn't bother writing down the last. Time. Understandable. But we have to discuss InterTime. Okay. A company which has developed a fucking time warp device. Yep. We have time warping technology now. Not well, like I said, not all technology progresses at the same rate. This is they, a people have put a lot more uh, energy and money into time warping technology than invisibility technology. Is this the most crazy bit of technology we've seen so far? Yes. Okay. Good. We we have a bar at least, right? This is the this is the this high is the, water mark. This is the most sci-fi thing we've seen so far. All right. Um, terrible slang, made-up words, Judge Dredd one-liners. Uh, if you want to give Edwin's line, I can't do his voice, I know, but... It's not fair! You've got no right to release me! It's not fair! You've got no right to release me! And then I love the line also at the very end. You've got a heart of gold, Dread. I know. I, I know. know. It's like, 
I gave the people what they want. I gave him exactly what he wanted. Jail time. <laughs> Wait, do you mean Peter the the, the self-abuser? <laughs> oh, Peter. Such a great guy. He's got a heart of gold, dread. Just batoning the shit out of him. I know. Oh, my God. Reminds, oh, of, like uh, it reminds me of Watchmen. Reminds me of... Uh, you, sir, are a fish. <laughs> He's like stabbing a man. Oh, God! I'm not a fish! No, that, that, it's that part in the Watchmen, I think it's the major of the movie, but it's also definitely in the comic book where it's like, remember that guy, it was like, oh, Night yeah, Owl the story Silk, they're talking about. Yeah, like, remember that Night Owl and Silk Silk Spectre were out to dinner? Like that. Like, Chase was like, you have to punish me, you have to punish me, so I just ran away. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He met Rorschach and he dropped him down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and they laugh about and it. They laugh about it. And then they have a famous line of like, I shouldn't laugh, huh? You gotta take your jobs so we can get. Comedian's dead. Comedian's dead. Comedian died in New York. I need to I need to borrow Doomsday Part 2. Oh yeah, Doomsday, Doomsday Clock. Yeah. It's really good. I love Watchmen. It's my favorite comic book. I mean, I think it's we can agree that it's probably the best, it's the best graphic novel book. ever written. Yeah. Um, anyway. anyway, let's talk about the comic book we're actually reading. World building. Back to this. Uh, the schlock. We hey, we love you, Judge Dredd. We, we love you, do. Judge I Dredd. actually ironically love. <laughs> we Judge really Dredd. love it. Uh, that being said, I mean Watchmen's kind of like untouchable. Watchmen is is in another another fucking stratosphere. Uh, world building. We have daily news, morning news, and the Mega City Standard are all newspapers printed in Mega City One. Okay, we see those from the newspaper uh, headlines. What was it? The Judge Dredd movie where they kill where Rico. Dressed as Dread, framed Dread for killing the reporter. Uh, yes. Who was like writing stories about how the judge system is pretty bad. Yep. Okay. That was the 1995. So, so there is a free press in the comic and and that movie. And now there's free press. There's all there's all different kinds of press. There are newspapers and stuff. Yeah, and they're all owned by corporations who are yeah vying for the attention of politicians. Yeah. Just like I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking oh. about like. In Judge Dredd universe, oh, okay. I there's our 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 current. We've seen MCTV, Mega City TV, dystopia, but it's not like run by the judges. You're it's right. Not, it's so not. It's, it's not, not propaganda. You're right. And they even made special. We also know they made special points of that because when uh, Cal took power, he took over all media distribution. You're right. So yeah, it is typically free media, which is nice. Okay. Um. So it's not that dystopic. Not that. Dystopic yet. yet. Uh, we have heard also reference to reference to isolation cubes and witness cubes. Yeah, iso cubes. But this is our first time hearing of an interrogation cube or seeing the inside type of any cube. You're right. Um, used it by just seems to be a, a featureless room. This I thought it'd be something cooler. This one. This appears to be a square room in the center of which sits a single chair with multiple high-powered lights beaming down on the lawbreaker, and it's just that. Like there's. We don't know what an ISO cube looks like. We don't know what uh, a witness cube looks like, but we know what a interrogation, interrogation cube, cube looks, looks like. like. I want to know what an ISO cube looks like Me so too. bad. Um, Ten years ISO cube. So we need we also big thing. We see a delivery truck. I put that in quotations. <laughs> delivery truck. I looked at that for one second. Look, that's definitely their object, <laughs> their their surveillance van. Uh, we see a delivery truck with the words Jack Caldwell's Old Fashioned Umpty Candy. It's scrumptious. Complete with a picture of Colonel Sanders looking motherfucker on Colonel the side. Colonel Sanders. Or Redenbacher. Yeah. Um, this turns out to be a secret monitoring van for the judges. Oh, so secret. Wow. wow. I need you to take the biggest pin you've ever used in this podcast. Oh, God. And put it right in Jack Caldwell's old-fashioned umpty candy. Okay. And save that for, like, somewhere down the line. 
Okay. Okay. Last not today, but... Not today. Somewhere. Soon. Okay. Somewhere. Okay, I'll try to remember this weird Orville Redenbacher <laughs> motherfucker. You'll, you'll think back. You'll be like, it'll come and you'll be like, you told me one! You told me one! And it'll, it'll come back, I promise. Okay? All right. So, last but not least, how the fuck would Edwin the Confessor have determined that Benji Doonan was the Invisible Man by watching him through a window? Is it by just bringing the loot in, you think? That's That was my first thought. Because we see Doonan has his piles of loot right in front of... Goddamn window. The window. So that was my first thought. I was like, he must... Because he can't see him doing the crimes, because no one can. That's the point of the crimes. Yeah. He probably saw the loot coming in, and then followed him, and then... And he realized he's, oh, he's robbed this place. So the next news story will be the that place he robbed. Yeah. So I think that that works out. I that's, think that That, that makes sense. That tracks. Um, death count. Benji Doonan. Benji Doonan. Shot by dread and bled out in a pool of his own ironic justice. Yeah, lay there dying. Get shot once. And just lay, eh, I wonder if he could have got back up. He would have had ample time to do so. He said he was paralyzed. Oh, he, he got, did he got say shot. that. It probably hit his spine. Oh, man. Yeah, he had to lie, lay there paralyzed while you bleed to death. That sucks. And he couldn't touch the button again because he was paralyzed. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's pretty awful. That's a terrible way to die, but ironic. Yeah. That's how we do things in comic books. PK, is there anything else you want to bring up for Prog 135, The Invisible Man Part 2? No, I've, I, we've talked about Benji doing it enough. Oh, I've talked about time travel enough. All right. All right, so, picking up where we left off, Prog 136. Uh, We're going to start off. PK, go for it. Just, 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 okay. Um, what? Yeah. No, no, it's exactly what it looks like. There are giant... Hamster tubes. Okay. Um, looks like a, is this like a game show, an obstacle course? There's like an audience in the background and then <laughs> honeycombs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is surreal. <laughs> uh, so there's a giant can of spray paint called Boing. Yep. So a this new ha- craze is sweeping the city. Boing, the wonder toy. Okay, so they... And, okay. <laughs> From what I... Looks like they spray the people with the, the can of Boing. Uh-huh. And it make, makes a bubble, and they can just go nuts in it? Uh, Boing, the 22nd century marvel that turns people into human pinballs. Okay. Look at those babies, Boing. Give them a... Give me a hundred creds, Ma. I got a Boing. Okay. So... Okay. <laughs> This episode is called Palais de Boing. Palais de Boing, which is the Palace French? of Boing. Yes. Okay. Um, this up close and uh, you know almost life size spray can. Yeah. Has new miracle Boing. It's fun. Do it together. Uh, it says spray, shake well, spray evenly, and stand back. Safe when used as directed. See back of can for directions. And oh, it has we people... We already see the directions. Spray evenly and stand back. But people are going into these massive, massive hamster tubes that look like the Futurama mail tubes. Yeah, the, the people tubes. But there's like all kind of people like bouncing everywhere. And there is like a giant net at the end that they fall into. Yeah. And there are hundreds of people in little like stands that are shaped like hexagons for some reason watching these people boing. Okay. So, PK, welcome to one of the most interesting and important items ever introduced in 
Judge, Judge Dredd. Boing. Boing. It looks like flubber. It, okay, so you spray it on someone and they don't, they don't suffer any. That's like an impenetrable bubble. They can't get hurt, I guess. Well, that's an interesting question. Oh my god! What if, if we? If, even if you're in a bubble, you smash around, you can hit the sides of the bubble and get hurt. Well, that's interesting. That's a good, interesting point. You bring that up. Let's. What? What if we? What if we spent an entire episode learning about this? Can't about we, Boeing. Can't we skip to Judge Death? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you should bring that up. Judge Death and Boeing didn't to kill more kids. Judge Death and Boeing are inherently linked. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Remember how I told you that something very important would be involved with Judge Death? It's Boeing. What? They mentioned Boeing in the episode, in the prog, the most recent prog that has the, the dark judges in Judge it. Judge Death, as I know him, is a completely humorless fellow. Yeah. I can't imagine him going to a Boeing palace. Well, it's very... And bouncing, bouncing around. PK, Boeing is very important to the history of Judge Death. Okay. Oh my god. In this comic. So. I'm fucking confused. <laughs> Andy, I'm so confused. So, we're not going to get, I'm not, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to get Judge Death in this prog. Okay. But oh, this is a, essential to understanding his character. This is essential to the history of his character. Okay. So, let's go into Palais de Boing. PK? So Strap yourself I the fuck in. Thought I knew about Judge Dredd. Every time I read more Judge Dredd, I find out I don't know. I've scratched the <laughs> surface. It's like an onion that gets bigger the deeper down you go. Um, I need you to describe what's going on. Uh, this next, this next couple panels here. I'm gonna need you to read for it and describe. Nope, you did not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go for it. Um, okay. Uh. It's just boing. <laughs> it's just a guy getting sprayed with boing. Yeah. Gets into the little bubble. Yeah. And he goes down the boing track. Yeah. It's just boing is quick. Boing is easy. Just spray, spray on. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. My mind is going overdrive. Yeah. Just spray on and stand back. It's starting to swell as a guy is getting sprayed with it. Yeah. Boing new marrow formula lets you breathe while you bounce. Clear the chute! It's boings away! As they dump him down the fucking... Like, hamster ball thing. And there's a giant net that's collecting all these different people in boing balls. Um, keep going. Um, boing! Satisfaction guaranteed! And at the end, they, they pry open the little boing bubble and they get him out. And he's like, Boy, what a boing! Great boing, Tommy! There's Daddy! And so, like, people are, like, they're meeting their loved ones after they get off the roller coaster kind of thing. And I'm not sure if it's prying them out or chiseling them out yeah. is the thing. Um, now, there's a, there's a caution thing here. It's a caution warning Oh, yeah. Here. If you want to read that for me, please. Safe, you, safe for use only when in approved Palace de Boing. Uh, registered. Registered. Registered trademark. Boing is also is always registered. Yep, it's, a, it's registered in the new the, the, the most recent stuff about Judge Death as well. Oh, they my still, fucking they, God. When they bring up Boing, it has that trademark thing. So what the fuck is Judge Dredd? PK, what keep, is keep this? going, keep going. <sighs> but not everyone heeded the warning printed on Boeing registered on the Boeing registered tin on the top of Mega City One's highest buildings. We've got some kids. 
They're looking down over a, a insanely vast cityscape. It's 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 the top of a mega building. Yeah, like they said, it's uh, mega city one highest buildings. You can see all the the highways are under it. And they Flying go through buildings and shit. Yeah. yeah. And these kids, one of them saying, Wow, what a drop! Are you sure it's safe? It says here, Boeing's new Miracle Shock absorbing plastic cushions, the occupant against the fiercest impact. I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna! And the two kids spray a third who is wearing, might I say, very pointed lapels. Yeah, it's, like a, very, collar. it's a very 70s, not leisure suit, but <laughs> it's a very 70s cool kid. Oh yeah. And he, uh, this kid stands up on the ledge and he says, Spray me good, fellas. I'm going for the big boing. G good luck, Billy. Uh, and now we cut down below to the street. Someone is pointing way, way the fuck up. Yeah, that guy spotted him. <laughs> it's, he's a mile in the sky. And the guy is, look. And one guy's pointing and yelling, My soul, look. Someone's going for the big boing! Nope. That's not I know. Try it again. Someone's doing an outdoor boing! Um, and the boy, the boy comes down, and he hits a car. Yeah. And he crushes the car with people in it. Those guys are dead. Probably. Their tire goes flying off, and he goes flying away, and the kid bounces back up. All the way to the top of the building, a yep. mile back. Out. His buddies Can't are there. Understand. Their bu his buddies are there spraying each other with Boeing. I'm, do I'm doing it. The greatest Boeing in history. We gotta do the big Boeing too. Let's spray each other. Let's Boeing each other. Let's just Boeing it. Let's Boeing each other. Boeing it all day. <laughs> Scoutmaster Kevin says it's okay. <laughs> um, now we a have boy can, a boy can Boeing another. A boy can Boeing a boy. <laughs> It was easy for you to say. <laughs> a boy can boing a boy. A boy can boing another boy. Oh my god. Uh, we have some judges coming up now. Uh, one of them is Judge Dredd on a lawmaster. The other one is another a woman judge on a lawmaster. She's hopping off, oh, talking yeah. to a couple. But the two boys are coming in from overhead. And uh, Dredd is yelling out, Two more illegal boingers! The crazy fools! They're, they're heading for those citizens! And the female judge... Like jumps, jumps and shoves, and shoves them, them out of the way, uh, and she yells, "Get back, citizens!" And they, the boys, the boys just come boing her both at the same time. They, they both boing her, and oh, uh, man. judge she goes crashing down to the ground. And Judge yeah. Dredd, Judge Parker, um, and Judge Dredd was at the dying judge's side as he he's like holding Judge Parker's head, and she's like grasping yeah. onto his arm, and she says, very sentimental to him, "Always knew I'd die on duty." But not like this. Not an illegal boing. And that's the line. <laughs> not an illegal boing. Not an illegal boing. Like a fantastic game of pinball, the three boys ricocheted through the city's tangle of roadways. Just causing massive damage. They're like ricocheting all over the buildings. They're hitting everything. They're like knocking over stuff. People are they falling. They broke open the person tube. Yeah. People are fucking falling and yeah. shit. And uh... The kids are smiling. Yeah, They're having a great... <laughs> what a boing! What a... What a boing! And now, PK, you want to describe this next one to me real quick? This next little cutaway panel here to the left. What's going on? Oh, he hit some power lines and died. Yeah, one of the boys. Uh, it says Terminal Boing. What does that mean? Uh, it's, he boinged himself terminally. <laughs> well. Uh, so, yeah, he's being shocked to death, yeah. probably. Judge Dredd was leading the pursuit as uh, the kids are, like, 
bouncing around, and Dredd is on his lawmaster, and he's firing with uh, two hands on, on his lawgiver pistol at the kid, yeah. one of the kids. No telling how many more lives will be lost. Gotta try to stop them. Incendiary! Double whammy. <laughs> uh, PK, incendiary. Oh, we haven't seen incendiary rounds incendiary yet. rounds have never been shown before. We've seen hot shot and uh, uh, yeah, hot uh, shot ricochet, ricochet explosive, uh, fully auto, full auto. We have never seen incendiary okay, before, so I'm writing wow. that down. I don't know how I missed that. What a boing! Um, so yeah, he hits the kid, and the kid is in the ball still, but he's yelling, "I'm on fire!" <laughs> as the fucking ball is. Uh, burning. The fire altered the chemical composition of the Boeing, and uh, the kid fuck as he like sticks down on the uh, landing. It's stuck to the road. Help me! Dread to control. Rescue queue to West Muniland Turnpike. That's priority one. You didn't have like a fire extinguisher or anything to help him out. You, after you gotta get the other Boeinger. That kid's gonna die. I mean, if he Some did, the kid's gonna die tonight. If if he did, he did kill Judge Parker. And a bunch of other people. Well, him and another kid killed Judge Parker and, and together. Now we see last one's getting out of range, heading for the west wall. When he hits that, he'll come right back into the heart of the city. Okay, so he's going to hit the west wall and then bounce way back into the heart of the city. And just keep going and causing more Killing chaos. More. So thousands more. We see uh, a Judge Dredd is riding on like a flyover and it's from way, way, way zoomed out, right? We see a mega, oh, yeah. mega force building. We see the flyover going through buildings, and there's... Mega the, City Westgate. Westgate. There's a giant MCWG, Mega City Westgate. Okay. That's there. On, that is part of the concrete curtain built by Tyrant Oh, Cal. yeah. It's got... Okay. But now we have a super close-up of Judge Dredd. He's yelling into a microphone that comes out of his helmet. We've seen that before. We have. We have. Very rarely, but we have. Yeah. Uh, Dredd to West Wall Control. Open the gate. Repeat. Open the gate. They're just going to let him out? <laughs> A gap began to appear in the huge wall the tyrant Cal had built. Wow, I forgot Whoa. they fucking mentioned that shit. Okay. Well done, all right. Yeah. And the kid, uh, seeing the gate open to him... Uh, I'm going through! And the boy in the plastic ball boinged away into the arid wastes of Mutiland. PK, describe what's going on here. Uh, what's this panel look like? Well, number one, there's a gigantic fucking like howitzer shell gun. Well done. On the on the wall, there is a motherfucking howitzer up there. I mean, like that giant ridiculous one that they built in World War II. They only made one of that couldn't move. Yeah, yeah, that thing. It's, it's that. It's that. And they put it on the concrete wall to stop muties from entering. Yeah. Um, as the kid bounces out the western gate and flies way into Mutiland. And one of the judges, uh, Judge Bridle. Bridle. I've seen everything now. <laughs> and, uh, PK, if you want to read the narration for the next page and then describe what's going on, I would love it. They found the boy two days later deep in Mutiland. A muti band had adopted him as their boing god. What was that last bit? As their boing god. Yup. <laughs> oh my god, it's just there. And they're all, like, bowing to him. There are a bunch of mutated people. Who are like worshiping him? There are like thatched huts in the background, and he's still in that plastic. Uh, but there is a hover vehicle of some kind. The judges have like a net they're lowering down. Yeah. My doc, they're worshiping him. <laughs> With a giant like fucking claw. Yeah, like claw, claw machine. That claw. Back in the city, the other boy had been freed. This is the kid who was burning. Okay. They got him out of it. 
Um, and now we have an old man who is talking to Judge Dredd, who's doing the judge pose. Yep. And in the background, uh, there is a rescue crew who probably got the kid out. Dredd is saying to the man, Your son's childish prank cost 15 lives, citizen. I'm sending him to a correction block. There's no need for that, Judge Dredd. I'm a rich man. I can pay for the damage. I'd also, uh, I'd like to donate 100,000 credits to the judge's fund. And, uh, Judge Dredd, however, has got a word to say about that. Points his finger in the guy's face. You can't buy lives, citizen. And you can't bribe a judge. A spell in the correction block would do you, wouldn't do you any harm either. Take oh them away. God. I like that shit. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess bribing the judge is a crime. Yep. I mean, that's what his brother Rico went away for, in a way. Yeah, accepting, yeah. Accepting bribes. Um, and so, okay, PK narration, sorry, go ahead. And so, the first boring deaths had come. Life was like that in the future. <laughs> Life was like that in the future city, where every new day brought new dangers, and only the judges stood between people and disaster. As Dredd is, like, walking away... And the city in his background buzzing away with all these different vehicles. The people have a right to Boeing. But they also have a right to protection. I'll see that they get it. PK? Next day, the first Boeing law was passed. And now we have a, a super close-up of a label, a new label on the Boeing can that says... Justice Department warning. Penalty for improper use. 20 years! The end. And that was... Prog 136... Palace de Boing, a prog that will live in infamy for as long as Judge Death is around. What? Yup. Did Judge, did Judge Death, it saves lives, well, it costs more lives than it saves. <laughs> so Judge Death, don't, don't think about it. Don't think You'll about it. You'll never guess it. You'll never guess it. Okay. Because not only that, the example they give doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so... Let's go in retrospect here. When I was a boy, I played with boys. <laughs> That's what got me to look like this. That's why I look so gross. <laughs> um, settings and places. We have the Palace, the Palace de Boing. Why sell Boing as a product if you can, if it's really safe to use in one place? Right? <laughs> right? The look you gave me, like, of course! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I can think of a million better reasons and uses for it. Can't you? Um, so... Palace de Boing is a massive structure filled with giant tubes and funnels in which people can safely Boing. It includes hexagonal stands for people to watch their loved ones Boing. Uh, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Hexagonal stands for watch your loved ones Boing. You can watch your loved ones Boing. A um, couple of places we see while the camera moves throughout the city that don't get any description. We just see the names. Right. Megaton Hotel has 5,000 floors. That's all I know. Wow! Mega Power, five, uh, Mega Store, Mega Force. All places we see get no description of, right? They love the word Mega. They just put Mega, mega Plus, blank. Um, then we have the West Mutiland Turnpike. No real description given, but we can assume that there's a flyway that lets out near the western exit to Mutiland, the yeah. one that he was riding on. Nothing too important. Okay. Characters, though. Judge Parker, one of our first female judges. Dead. Dead. Killed by an illegal boing. Boing to death by two uh, boys. Boing to death by two boys. Who? Do, and no one thinks they're going to go out that way. <laughs> we also have Judge Bridal, who works on the wa uh, wall of the Western his Gates. Did his uniform look slightly different to you, or was it me? I'm going back real quick. Flipping back. 
gonna say not really. Not really. He's got the chain, he's got the badge, he's got the pauldron. His collar looks a little different. Is it the collar? I mean, I'd say that... Okay, I'll say this. Maybe his pauldron's a little smaller. Yeah. Maybe his, his like, not eagle pauldron is a little smaller, but I can't tell much different than that, honestly. That's about all I've got, too. Okay. Um, yeah. He is just a guy who works, a judge who works on wall defense. I see Western everything Bay. now. I never know. That boy born right out there. <laughs> you see that boy born out there? Items, technology of note. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Items, technology of note. Boing. Holy shit. We have an entire prog devoted to this stupid stuff. Spraying on a person causes breathable plastic they, to swell become, around them. Yeah, they become encased in, in and, and breathable. It looks like they have little, little bubbles. I don't know, but in case or it, not whole bubbles, but holes in the bubble. I it mean. encases the individual in a sphere of elastic plastic or a plastic. Uh, how people are able to breathe is a great question. It looks like a solid sphere to me. It doesn't look like it's honeycombed at all. It looks no. like it's a solid sphere. Yeah. Um, we also see a fucking massive cannon on the western wall that resembles a giant howitzer. It's which, very much like a fucking. This is the fuck you. This, this is for show. It's not <laughs> this, effective at all, but it's the fuck you cannon. This is the this is the man. They probably can't aim that at us, but if they could, let's just not find let's out. Let's just not fucking invade and find out. Yeah. In and that's the West Coast, or that's the West. That's that's into the West the United Gate. States. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Would have been useful against you know like someone like Father Earth or all those muties who attacked. Anyone coming from Muti Land, yeah. Could have been useful. Maybe they entered that later, perhaps. Maybe, I mean, the, okay, so the west side, let's play devil's advocate. All right. The west gate, I mean, the west side of the city is going to be massive, all right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they just weren't invading near where the howitzer was. you got to think there's probably more than one, I imagine. More than one, I probably think can aim for hundreds of miles. And we did see uh, in that episode of Father Earth, or that prog with Father Earth, there were, there were turret emplacements, just they didn't look like that fucking giant howitzer. You're right. That thing is a, a fuck-off cannon. It really is. It's for, for show, I think. Also, incendiary shots! Holy shit, we have a new type of bullet. Wow. Yeah. Ricochet. Explo uh, high X. We had uh, fucking, what else did we say? Hot shot, the homing bullet. Not much else has been shown, but now Is we have incendiary. Flare at one point? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, not yet. So now we have incendiary. Now we know. Now we have incendiary rounds. Um, terrible slang. Made up words. Judge dread one liners. Boing. Everything they said. Boing about. A, I said boing about a hundred times. <laughs> I I said boing in the last ten minutes. <laughs> I've ever said in my entire life, dude. Dude. If we're going to keep doing this podcast, it's not going to stop. Okay. Um, I and we will. I always knew I'd die on duty, but not like this. Not an illegal boing. Um, you couldn't have said something better. And my other one that I really love is, people have a right to boing. But they also have a right to be sick. <laughs> so good. Um, world building. We have a correction block. Yeah. Um, that's brought up and like just tossed away immediately, right? Yeah, that's important. Um, we have never heard this term before in the comic. So, so I'm guessing it is a name for the prison where isolation cubes are kept. Like correction block, yeah. Because it's a we have city blocks, so a correction block would therefore be, be a, like a, a prison, a prison the size of a mega block. But they've mentioned prisons before. Is it just another name for that? Because if you recall, fucking spikes, uh, spikes Harvey, Harvey Rotten, Os not was, Oswald, Spike Harvey Rotten was fucking in a prison. He was yeah. in a prison. He was like, yeah, he was like doing tours. Like I've I've reformed. Yeah. So I'm guessing a correction block is just a giant prison complex, yeah. right? Um. 
Also world building. We have the first Boeing law is passed. First Boeing law. Not going to be the first time we bring this up. Uh, passed due to the accidental killing of at least Judge Parker and 15 other citizens. Yeah. This law prohibits improper use of Boeing under the penalty of 20 years sentence. That's a lot of the year. That's a lot of time for a Boeing. You think it's worth it, kids? What, 20 years for one Boeing? It's not worth it. Not worth it. Then also we Boeing have... With, with with precaution, care. with care, with, yeah. with with responsibility, yeah, um, boing responsibly. With with great boing comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Um, oh death God. count. Judge Parker killed exactly how she didn't expect via an illegal boinging. Um, also, one of the illegal boingers is electrocuted when he hits some power yeah, lines. Yeah, that was a pretty graphic death. What's the problem with that, PK? Plastic doesn't conduct electricity very well. Ding! Well done. It, it would just melt. It would, it, at best. At best, it would melt for a moment. Yeah. And that's it. You hit some power. That's that's where I thought you hit some power lines and got executed. He should be fine. Um, but 15 are killed, confirmed killed by the illegal boinging, which I never thought I'd say that sentence in this podcast. 15 men died due to illegal boinging. Oh my god! Not the dumbest thing we're gonna read. Um, about boing or no? Just in general. Just in general. Uh, PK, is there anything else you want to go over? with Boeing and its illegal or legal properties. So I'm struggling to understand the point of Boeing. I mean, not the <laughs> point, but the, 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 what's the word? The, just like, the... The appeal? The physics of it. Okay, okay. It absorbs, it absorbs, it's a shock absorber. Yeah. Now, the point of a shock absorber is it absorbs force. And then doesn't put any back out. No. No, it doesn't. It, <laughs> it, it absorbs it. Yeah. It's in the name. It's like vibranium. So... But why would vibranium shield bounce around? Yeah. <laughs> Could it be it's a comic book? Could it be it's a comic book? <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I don't know. It's also the fact that it's like, it's breathable plastic. It's like... Pardon? Can you... You fucking Mic- what? Could it have, like, microscopic holes that... Uh, there's no holes in that shit, dude. It's solid... Sur- it's a solid circle. It's a solid You're right. sphere. It's just... Breathable. You just, they just took two it's words. It's so thin. Breathable plastic. It, the membrane is so thin you can breathe through it? That doesn't I, make I, sense. I either. just think it's like we put two words together. We're like, we'll say it's breathable. Okay. What does that mean? Doesn't matter. Doesn't Keep matter. Going. It's comic book. It's comic book. They're not going to care. It's we fun. have to write an issue a week. We have to get an issue in this week. Let we, them boy. Let the people boing. Um, but people have a right to boing. People have a right to boing. That is fair. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? No, I just... Don't know how this ties in the judge death. Well, you're going to find out before the end of this compendium. Really? You're going to find out. So. Okay. Uh, before we get to that, though, before I get to our little teaser coming up, our sizzler, I have to let our readers know. And by the way, I want to mention we are now almost up to 60 subscribers on YouTube. Wow. And we have people commenting on uh, our show pretty regularly. I know we talked um, to Judge Fish a lot. Judge Fish is is super ecstatic because right now the uh, the character of Judge Fish was just introduced in the most recent uh, in recent in the, fucking the posted episode posted episode he's super happy way to go Judge Fish we love you one of our favorite characters <laughs> and our favorite fucking subscribers um, I posted I think episode 29 or something like that and within 24 hours of posting it to Reddit and everything, it had like 50 some views. Wow. I was like, that's almost one view per subscriber, which is pretty fucking awesome. I love we, that. That's I, insane. We just want to say, we, we love you people. Yeah, you guys are amazing. You guys are really cool. Uh, special props to my uncle Mike, who apparently is listening to this shit. Yeah. Uh, if you're still listening by the time I post this, 
who the fuck knows. Thank you for listening. But holy shit, yeah, this is awesome. I can't believe we have anyone listening to us. So <laughs> I can't believe anyone want to listen to us. It, Talk about Judge Dredd. Could you imagine if anyone from like 20 AD contacted us and was like, hey, we like your pod. Or just said anything. Just like, yo, stop. <laughs> It'd be like, what? Really? Cease and desist. <laughs> Cease and desist letter. I can't believe they noticed us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I... But we're doing it as a parody, so I don't, I don't know the laws. It's not a parody. It's just... It's, I mean, we're, we're doing a review. I think we're not... Yeah, we're re- reviewing and reacting. Yeah. yeah. So they so can I, sue us all they want. I have no yeah. money. What do yeah, you do? what do you do? <laughs> so... We've two guys who went to court with, 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 with John Wagner. Oh, my God. Okay. I so think, I, mean, I know you're suing me. Can I get your autograph? <laughs> it's like, I know. Can I get your autograph and sell it to, to pay off some of these dues? These court costs? Court costs. Long story short, I want to say thank you to everyone who listens to this show. We appreciate you guys very much. We do it for us, but we also do it for you guys now. Yeah. Um, that being said, you can now listen to the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast on, your mo- on most podcasting apps. Come check us out on your preferred platform. We are currently on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. If anyone is listening to this and you find it entertaining... Feel free to leave a fucking comment and subscribe. Uh, get a pilot's license. Write a name of our podcast in the sky in a no-fly zone <laughs> over a government facility. Name your child after us. We'll take the credit anyway. Make a crop circle in rural Idaho with your great uncle's farm, therefore ruining his crop and sending your entire distant family into financial ruin in order to put our name on, out there. Any press is good press. That's what I'm saying. Just do whatever you got to do to get our name out there. We're cool with it. You know? Yeah. Uh, we'll take the blame. And if you want to contact us, you can at dreadful email address at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L email address at gmail.com. And I promise you, we will read and respond to everything because we have 60 fans. And we have very, we have not and a lot of time. We don't have much going on. We have enough time. We have enough time. However, PK, you ready to hear about next time? I am. I want more one parts. Okay. One or two parters or whatever. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Oh god. Next time on the dreadful cyberpunk cast. Pause for effect. We get to the first Justice Department romance. Whoa! How will this saucy judge on judge romance play out? Could it be double homicide? No. <laughs> What will happen when a plastic-devouring bacteria is set loose in Mega City 1? A plastic-devouring bacteria. People get naked fast. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. And... What was that? Seriously, did you hear someone knock? No. Okay. I could have sworn I heard someone knocking. Could that be the evil blood beast of Mega City 1? Knocking at your door? What the hell? What is the evil Mega City 1 evil blood beast? Who knows? Find out next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the distant present.